right, that's it. That's as close as we're going to get because, motherfucking, we got, we've already been poured and served and overserved and underserved and, you know, <laughs> disserved. And, well, so, guys, uh, here's to the 4th of July weekend. Cheers. 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 Yep. Here's to us. Here's to America. Wow. What a fucking year 2020's been, huh? I did my whole house in Christmas lights with red, white, and blue. Oh, you did? Yeah. Way to go. You are totally, you are the guy, man. Yeah, that is, that is, the, that is the Steve Hoffert move, to yeah. be working three different jobs and still have time to decorate your house. Yeah. I think the best uh, 2020 meme I've seen yeah. is the one that says, 2020 is what you get when you mix up your tarot cards and your Cards Against Humanity deck. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I totally agree with that. I like the one with the dumpster fire. The dumpster, right. <laughs> exactly. It's literally just a, a collision after a collision after a collision. And uh, to my left, who brought us this ridiculously good boss, is this Boss Tweed? Boss Tweed. Uh, so this is out of Michigan, right? Uh, yep. Williamston, Michigan, the Old Nation Brewing Company. It's a New England uh, double IPA, 9.3%, and it has like... I normally stay the hops I stay the fuck away from IPAs usually. You, usually IPAs to me just taste like fertilizer, mulch. Um, I've never had a good mouth for an IPA. I stay away from New England IPAs, and this one's awesome. This thing's fantastic. And you said it's only nine point four percent. Yeah, just a little. Thank you, Dan. <laughs> See, my my question, and you could probably answer this. I swear that New England IPAs and West Coast IPAs. When IPAs came on the scene, yeah, they like the definitions were opposite, and then now they've they've changed the definition to make a New England as a juicy, mm-hmm. you know, like the juicier looking tasting one, and the West Coast are like cleaner ones. But I swear, twenty years ago it was the opposite. Well, just that. like Republicans and Democrats, Steve. Oh well, yeah, they're. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sorry. Well, I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> So, that was a very good IPA, though. I this, don't normally like IPAs, this is but that was a very delicious. drinkable IPA. Uh, you could convert me with that particular IPA. You could. Like, I would drink this all night long and have no idea For that... For me, it's like cilantro. Whenever, you know, like some people really love cilantro. Yeah. It's always been like touching a 9-volt battery to my tongue. Yep. yep. So, But some, occasionally, especially this one, because it's a, I feel it's a citrusy one. It is I know real about citrusy. IPAs I don't yeah. like but the citrusy is almost like... For me, it's like drinking a blue moon with some orange in it almost. It's like... I've got a Hemperer. I've had a couple of the Hemperer mm-hmm. IPAs, and I can't touch them. I, I, usually, I have them at the <laughs> house because people brought them over, and I hand them off to people. Yeah. And it's not the weed thing. I smoke weed like mad, but it's just like the flavor of it. I don't care for it. See, I like the compost-tasting <laughs> IPAs. <laughs> reminds I mean, I me pre- of being on the job. Those, so. <laughs> that's it. <laughs> But, I, you know, that's me going from drinking a Captain Morgan and Coke to drinking yeah. <laughs> What do you got there? Diabetes. <laughs> uh, so what did you ride to the podcast tonight, Dan? My 76 R90. You bet your ass you did. I, I, he showed up with a red and white license plate, which to all of us children of the 70s, we all saw that red and white license plate, and we all remember that. We we're like, oh, yeah, I remember those. Mm-hmm. Um, the this red and white. the dawning of the age of Aquarius. That red and white license plate was... Ohio phoning that shit in. It was a white license plate with red numbers on it. It was the most boring fucking license doesn't plate. Doesn't even say what year it's from. Doesn't say it says it, nothing on it. It has yeah. no years on it whatsoever. It's just red stick red letters on a white background. You had no idea knowing what state it was from at all. 
And when you backed in, I was like, well, that can only be a 74, 75, or 76. That was it. You'd think with as goofy as America was for the 200th anniversary of our country. 76. Every fire plug in the town I grew up in was painted like a little Revolutionary War soldier. Various yeah. different Revolutionary War soldiers. All of our fire plugs were painted as various different <laughs> Revolutionary War sur- soldiers. I'm do that. There's a fire hydrant right by my house. I'm going to do it. You're going to paint them up. I might paint it up. I'm going to, you guys. I guarantee yeah. I'll get fined. Oh, yeah, of course. I'm the, okay uh, with that. Yeah. That was one I'm of those okay things. It was like, it was a 200, I mean, it was the bicentennial. Everything in the bicentennial was over the top. There was a freedom train, a freedom train that toured around America and stopped in all the cities, stopped in various cities. And we went down to, you know, East 9th Street to see the freedom train. And it was a red, white, and blue train yeah. coming to uh, the Cleveland, you know. You, you know, I was born in 1971. Yeah. So 1976, I would have been about five years yeah. old. Yeah. But I do still have memories from way back then of it being a big fucking deal. It, it was, was a, a big and, and I know, fucking you know, deal. It's reflected in my father's coin collection. There was a bunch of 19, you know, whenever we divvied that up. <laughs> yeah. 1976 silver dollars and this, that, and the other thing. And there was what was there was a 1976 flag at one point, and it was mm-hmm. just it was a big deal. And I grew up in a town called Apollo, PA, <laughs> so it was it's a big know, deal. It's like the moon landing and 1976 and all kinds of shit. It's if you like, guys look up on the screen right now, you'll see some of the fire plug art that happened in 1976, <laughs> and it was one of those things. I mean, this was just it was a real, real patriotic time uh, to be in America. And the Freedom Train rolled through, and I remember my dad bought me the HO uh, Freedom Train. So, like, that was a big, big thing for me as a kid to have an HO train set that, that we worked on one four by eight sheet of plywood. And we had the Freedom Train. The seven, the, the, that was badass. HO, that, that was high output. Uh, no, train. HO is actually stands for half O gauge. So there's O gauge, there's L gauge. Lionel. Yep, that's right. That's L gauge. That's what I had. And then HO is half O gauge. So it's actually, and then you have the N gauge, which is a real tiny little fun stuff. Uh, I still have my O gauge Lionel Santa Fe train set that I've had all of my life. Really? Yeah. The O gauge. Yeah. Every year goes up. Yeah, I mean, that's... Yeah, I, the triple track, the big, you know, silver track and everything oh, like yeah. that. Yeah. yeah, I mean, that's yeah, just... I love, I love my train. There it but is. I remember as there a kid, yeah. Yeah, my favorite train. thing as a kid with that train was to pile a bunch of bullshit on the track. Uh, and I, I would run all the way around. I so I would take all the logs off the log car yeah. and all the, uh, whatever they were, they looked like uranium things off of the oh, one no. thing, like those really green yeah. things. And I would take the trailers off the trailer car, and I would pile them all on the fucking track. And I'd hit it. <laughs> full that tilt. right there, that little that uh, diesel right there. You see that diesel, 1976, Sweet. Uh, number two. Yeah. So that one right up there on the screen. That 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 to me that touches a lot of buttons because that I like was the, that 76 Santa Fe there. Yeah, That's that was cool. the set yeah. I had. So that was as a little kid. You know, um, I was had the things with the pills. You put the pill in there to make it smoke. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that yeah, was the smoker. Yeah. So I, when you had the yeah, it's on my list of things to acquire. It's one of those things, you know, I, you know, I've talked before about the law of attraction, the yes. things that you want, want you. That's right. And that's just something that I have to want a little bit more and it will fall into my life. Yeah. And that's true. I want a smoker car. Attention you want a smoker? listeners. Yeah. And a whistler too. No, oh, yeah. I, I it wish has to whistle and smoke. Yep. Yeah. Those were, uh, those were the real deal. So and the, the whistler one, isn't that when you hit, it increased the line voltage? The, well, that's in the controller. The, yes. That's in yeah, the controller. But I'm saying, but right. if you hit the... Yep. 
when you hit the transformer on the one side, it, yeah. it must increase the voltage or something. Yeah. I, I, I to don't make know. it whistle. Yeah, I, and I just know the sound came out of the big box. Yes, exactly. The smoke came out of the car. That's yeah. true. That's right. <laughs> when yeah, I get one, I'll figure it out. <laughs> and the thing is, they didn't necessarily perform like you thought they were going to yeah. perform. They weren't exactly an accurate representation of a real steam engine, but... Anyway, cool. on tonight's I mean, episode of Train Talk, <laughs> yeah. we just got a whole bunch of new top. listeners. You know, they're all Liza's so dad. On the top <laughs> Every single listener is Liza's dad. So <laughs> since we're into Train Talk, he's asking what the switch on the top of the locomotive was all about. Which switch? So at least on my Santa Fe diesel, yeah. it has a switch on it, and you can go one way or another. Well, if you switch it one way, that's yeah. forward that's, only. Yeah. Right. So if you turn the power off and turn it back on, it continues to go yep. in that same direction. Right. If you flip the switch the other way, right. you cut power and turn it on, it goes, then it goes the backwards. Okay. Yep. Now, now and there's a momentary switch on your negative power on mm -hmm. your uh, that you can hit. So if you're going forward, you hit it and it goes backwards. And you can hit it and it goes forward. That's right. It always seems like it goes a little faster though if you put it in the four, the one way setting. And then. Uh, it, it'll go faster. It'll go a little then, faster, yeah. yeah. Well, do you know what the difference between the 4017CA and the 4017B was? It was a water bottle next to the yeah. main window on yeah. the side. Yeah, right. exactly. So that had a water bottle on the side. Yeah, really? exactly. Right, yeah. That, that's really the only way you could tell. Like, so has anybody bottle. here yeah. been to the, there's like a train or a railway museum here in town that's only been open for like a little over a year, I think? No. I, I have friends who've been to it and said it's pretty impressive. Really? I haven't checked it out yet. Where at? I think it's down in the valley We just lost somewhere. all of our female um, listeners. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all two of them? Really? <laughs> well, I mean, it's pretty cool. My daughter, I mean, yeah. she's, she's into it a little bit. She's yeah. kind of fun. She really likes setting up the town oh, yeah. and the snow and the yeah. whole scene, everything under the Christmas tree. And I got my boss at you work. Know, we, go into, we get into it. He's got the LGB, the big ones. Yeah. And he runs it all year round. Did you so say LGBT? L no, no, no. LGB. They're LGB trains. <laughs> LGB yeah. trains. Yeah. Right. They're LGB trains. But, um, uh, yeah. but he has a snow plow, and he, in the winter he plows yeah. the tracks and all this stuff. It's yeah. pretty cool. Yep. I mean, there were decouplers. I, on mine, it has the like my log car, which up to a point until I broke it, mm -hmm. would used to dump the log. So you pull up, yep. and there was this little electromagnet. And you pull up, and there's a little plate, and you hit it, and yeah, it would decouple. dump the logs. So you did say and you could decouple, and you could do stuff like that. I had derailers. I had electric derailers that you hit the button, and it. I mean, it yeah. switch tracks. Yeah. yeah. Well, did you know that Northern Ohio has one of the uh, best train art museums too? Down in Dover, there's the Warther Carvings Museum. We should ride down there. Yeah, and I've been there twice. It's fantastic. This guy carved, like he's got. Uh, Lincoln's death train that he carved out of ebony and ivory, exact detail. He had engineers ebony come in and measure like the locomotives in there. Like he was the great emancipator. Live together <laughs> in perfect harmony. He was the great emancipator, and it should be ebony and ivory, as far as I'm concerned. But don't touch those children, Michael. Stay away from the children. <laughs> One cause at a time. Stay away from the kids. And then to his, and so you wrote in on your so BMW. So far, Paul hasn't touched any Check. kids. And now Chris, Chris showed up. To his up. left. To his left. <laughs> now, oh, hold on a second, because we saw Chris show up, and I was absolutely certain that Chris had shown up on Steve's monkey. Yep. Except for the fact that Chris is riding a bike that had a temp tag on the back of it. Is it okay to say that now we have two podcasters who have monkey butt? <laughs> uh, I'll at least admit at to least one. To. <laughs> Holy shit. 
I mean, okay, so what the made this has happen? Spread. I mean, you went from buying a, a Jay Anus. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to give you a hug for not buying the Jay Anus yeah. and buying a monkey. That was, uh, that of, was, all, a, the, that was a smart of all the stupid fucking things you've done in your life, that was one, that's the one thing <laughs> you can hang your hat on. That's the least stupid that I've done? You at least made one good decision in your fucking life. <laughs> Dude, you I'll bought a goddamn no. monkey. <laughs> yeah. That was the second, that was the first good decision you made. Well, I this mean. This was the second. I'm not saying it's as interesting as a Jay Anus, but I'm going to tell you that the monkey, the monkey is... The monkey's a fucking monkey, man. I mean, bite. we all have a lot of respect for monkeys around here. So well done, man. Yeah. So the story behind that is I actually rode Steve's three, four weeks ago. Right. We rode out to... Yeah, you guys did a big ride. Yeah. yeah out to Oberlin back. And, yeah. I, and I, I really enjoy it. It's a lot of fun and ran great. And so there's a guy across the street from me. He's about 73 years old, and uh -huh. he used to own a Suzuki 90. Yep. Like in 1972 or three, something like that. Anyhow. Yeah. So he's always wanted to have another bike, so I yeah. drove Steve's over to my house, let him ride it, and he just went crazy on it. So last Saturday, we're sitting around on the front porch having a drink, and I said, his name's Tom Pasco. I said, Pasco, I'm going to go buy that fucking bike. Nice. And he, and he said, no, you're nice. Yep, I'm going to have Mrs. Smith drive me down there. And so he came, and uh, I bought it just from no, Sills. No. What? He didn't, like, high five. No. He didn't say thumbs up. He fucking came. Well, <laughs> and as a lifelong bachelor, that. that's something to see. But uh, he's in his seventies. Yeah, it was like dust. Oh, <laughs> so we went down there, yeah. and uh, we bought the only one on on the floor. Right, and uh, I had him throw in a free helmet for Pasco because he didn't have a helmet. Yeah, he had a helmet from nineteen. So the old guy came before or after the free helmet? <laughs> I was in the kitchen. Uh, yeah. Wait, was it a purple helmet? <laughs> Wait, not to, not to cut it. Finish your story, but Phil, read the headline here. Speaking of old men. Oh, formula. Oh, I'm sorry. Former Formula One chief Bernie Ecclestone becomes a father at 89. <laughs> I guess. What if are you fucking? <laughs> now I will say his wife looks my like kid, a teenager. Right. Yeah. His wife looks like a teenager. So, if that dude is still shooting live rounds at 89 years he's old, not shooting live no, right? he's not. No, 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 no. I don't think men go through menopause or test, manopause. Test the pool boy. Yeah, yeah that's true. That's, that's it. True. Test the gardener. The pit boss. Yeah. Here, that kid's going to come out with a rake. Yeah. You know, so, they, so they can do that. So you got, so, the so you got a helmet. You got a well, helmet. Well, yeah, it's it's still on order. But, you know, poor guy. the, the poor guy needed a helmet. His was... From 1970 or something like that. He says, can I still wear this? I said, no. You got to get a new one. So we got him a helmet. And, uh, you know, I've been riding around on it. It's running great. And uh, that's the end of that story. That's fucking great, man. And let me say that, that about this beer, I would almost accuse it of being a hazy IPA, too. It is a hazy. And, you know, uh, there, I noticed on the can, the can said, go hazy. So I do go homesy. It does not yeah. say New England, but it's it clearly New England. It says yeah. um, New Orthodox. Oh, New Orthodox. I get you. Yeah. yeah. That's okay. I'm New Orthodox Church of Satan. We do things different than the old, <laughs> yeah, the old Testament, Baphomet shit. The, uh, so that's cool. And to his left. Steve Hoffer. What did you ride in today, Steve? My CB-175. Yes, you did, didn't you? Fucking awesome. And that's just a good bike. So well, no, I, mean, I, I like that. I mean, I, I actually ventured into the BMV. Yep. 
to get all my <laughs> ten plates I needed. I was going to say that sounds like Alice's restaurant. Yeah. But you, <laughs> when Steve Hoffert shows up at the BMV, that's got to be one of those scenes. It's like, oh shit, oh shit. That's what they say. Everybody every goes time. on break. Yeah. No, they say they said, "Holy cow! How many vehicles do you own?" She's like, "I can't get to the last screen." Right. Exactly. They only allow them to go through twenty bikes or something. Yep. So the last five of my vehicles, if I don't have the plate, yeah. they can't see them. That's right. So th- every year I don't renew them right. because what they need to do is they need to drop. Like once you renew them, they yeah. need to drop to the bottom of the list. That's and they have right. To have all the unrenewed. The ones unrenewed ones go to the top. Yeah. So I can't do it online. Yeah. And I can't go into the BMV without having the plate. every single plate I That's have. Right. Yeah. And they won't. They'll print the list of the plates. Yeah. And they're like, we can't give you your list of your plates. I'm like. They're my plates. They're my why plates. Why can't I have the yeah. list? They're like, we can't give you that list. I'm like, Because God can't forbid you, you said, should renew a plate that you didn't even remember you had in a bike that was hiding under a tarp in the back of your garage. Right. Right. Why don't you have historic plates? No, I do. Yeah. It, yeah and I yeah. do have a bunch of historical plates. Yeah. But, but since I try to follow the rules, right. I, like if I'm going to use it to commute to work, I put a standard plate on it because I'm going wow. to use it to work. That's your mistake right there. <laughs> Clearly. Well, I don't I know, know what you're thinking. I know, but I have to go through. I mean, River pulls me over. I don't know how many times. They, I mean, you, you know how River River is. pulls. There's a couple of cops in River that will pull you. Rocky River is what we're talking about. And there's a couple of cops that will pull you over if they see a historical plate on a Tuesday because they think they know the law. <laughs> and uh, I've got a couple of my historical plates are from like 87, 88. That I've had since 87 and 88, and we're joking, like, a historical plate in Ohio is not a lifetime plate. It is technically 50 years, huh. right? And I'm going to run these motherfuckers out. I'm going to get my money's <laughs> they worth. They all huh? expire 2050. 2050, exactly. So it doesn't matter if you get yep. it today or next year or whatever. Right. They all are going to expire in 2050. I definitely want to get my money's worth, so, so die I hope I that. live that long. No, I want to make sure I have to renew them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, honestly, the odds are against me. So the uh, the likelihood is the plates are going to outlast me. You know, so there, so there you have oh, it. Yeah, but thirty more years. Jeez. Yeah. Okay. Know. Fair game. Yeah. So, so how yeah. long do you think it took me to get into the? I mean, sorry. In and out of the BMV. I have you had no to, fucking. You had idea. to do social distancing. Were you required <laughs> to wear a mask? <laughs> yeah. So and then so everybody had to be six feet apart. So that yep. line that normally wraps around inside the DMV is wrapping around outside. Had to wrap around all yeah. the way outside, halfway. Down Did you the go to the one here in West Park? No, I went to the one in Wellington. Oh, okay. nobody lives out all there. Right. There you go. There were there were four people in line. Okay, all right. <clears throat> Behind him, nice. those poor. The bastards. one guy. The one guy though was not wearing a mask, and half his lung was coughed up on the side because oh. he was hacking so badly, yeah. and he had a puddle of. Goo coming out of his mouth. Oh, that's a ten footer. So at definitely least not that might co- be a twelve footer. No, <laughs> so I went there. Yeah, they take my name. Right. They're like, we'll call you. Oh shit. We'll text you. When yeah, we'll text you when we're ready you. for you. So I'm like, well, how long do you think? Yeah. Uh, like an hour and a okay. half. Okay. All right. So Fair I'm enough. like, okay. So I went. I did my plants. Yeah. And that was with four people in front of you. It was four people in front of me. Right. Oh, fuck I did my plants. I was getting done with the second or third one, yeah. and I get a text. Yeah. So I drive 20 minutes back there. Yeah. I'm standing in line. The old lunger is still there, just hacking away. And 
<laughs> she comes out. She's like, okay, goes back in, comes back out, takes me. Then I have to stand in a box, like an isolation box, in the middle of the Flex, store. Did you have to wear a cone of shame? Yeah. It was Were like, was... seriously, I felt like I was like a criminal because it was like, they have like, you know, everything's plexiglassed in. Yeah. And then there's one spot where they just put one person in the middle of the store, like you're ice, totally isolated by yourself, like you have Ebola. <laughs> so it sounds like they're all doing it different because the DMV I went to is nothing like that. No, well, they're so privately owned, yeah. aren't they? Yeah. So they probably don't have a uniform. They try. Know. Well, you know, I went to the one on uh, Rockside Road in Warrensville to get my license renewed one week ago. Yeah. You walk up, there's a gal outside. Yeah. What are you doing? License renewal. So, okay, walk on in. I walked in, I sat on a bench yep. for 30 seconds. Kid says, all right, you're next. Walked yep. up, dump, dump, dump. I was out of there in 15 minutes. We do about 26 titles a week, 30 titles a week. And I got to say, here's the, the state of Ohio. At the Title Bureau, at least, it's amazing. The level of efficiency, now that they've been forced to fine-tune their system, put up plexiglass barriers, and really vet people that are coming in, it's amazing. If you stop somebody at the door and say, what do you need with a human being that actually sits there and vets them, and then you let them in? It, it was amazing. Yeah. Whenever the DMVs it used to be, right. whenever it would get really fucking backed yep. up, They'd send that one chick out, <laughs> and what she would do is go down the line and yep. say, what do you need? No, 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 no. Let me see your paperwork. Right. Okay. Oh, shit. You're fucked on that. You're fucked. You gotta go go get away. A, go yep. get your e-check. Yep. She'd go to the next one. Yep. She'd go to the next one. She would vet everybody. And she could burn through 80 people. And once you vetted yep. all those people, everything went fucking smooth. Absolutely. So well, now it's were, happening that way. They were doing that where I went. But yeah. I did the get in line online thing. I yep. went on, online and registered to be in line. Then I got there, and she's like, oh, you need a title. We don't do that here. Right. Go down to Medina yeah, County. I don't know why we have the, to have separate title and license bureau, but it used right. to be in the same building. So I went so down to Medina County in one state and yeah. got That's the title. Why. Yeah, went That's back up there like now an hour and a half later. Yep, and my online inline online thing was still good. Yep. I went in there was like ten people ahead of me, yep. but I was the third person they called, and I went up and got it. If you need a bunch of stuff, if you go to Golden Gate, Golden Gate has Title Bureau and DMV next to each other, and if you get there, at, like, when they open, like, 8, nobody's there. Well, North Olmstead is right. good, too. North Olmstead's good. But yeah. I just had work out there. So yeah. I went right when Wellington opened. Yeah. There were 25 people in line, yep. and the place wasn't even open yet. No. Yeah, so I would say that I was very successful... Mm -hmm. Doing my shit online. Yeah. I renewed my registration on my RV, my KLR650, and I ordered a new historical plate for my CT90. Yep. Uh, the historical plate showed up. The tags for my other two have never shown up. Right. But when I go online, I show that I don't have to renew right. until 21. So I'm like, well, hopefully if they run my plates, they see that they're good. I just don't have a tag. And we did some training last week, a couple of weeks ago, with the Cleveland Police Department. And I worked with a lot of the officers. And the guys have said straight up. It's like, as far as registrations are concerned, expiration dates, that kind of stuff, uh, we're not going to touch anything until December 31st. So we're not going to put anything at risk. We're not going to put anybody at risk until December 31st. We're not going to drag you out of your car, arrest you, and tow it? Until December 31st, yeah. right. And they're being extraordinarily lenient about that. So I'm good to ride my completely unregistered and untitled Honda on the street until then? Until sure. December 31st. Yeah. Put whatever plate you want on it. That's it. <clears throat> Put a pie plate on it. You're good to go. <laughs> Way ahead. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Wait, no video? 
Uh, a bit. It's going back. I'm, I'm, I have a warranty, and I'm taking advantage of it. That fucking thing keeps shutting off. Oh. It's pissing me off. It's on, so whatever. Technology. Uh, I'll just make a bunch of dildos dancing. And uh, that, I was going to say, yeah. yeah. And that's pretty much the same Isn't thing. Isn't that pretty right? much what we yeah, have there, right? You, you could just question. take why this there, image and was, just shift a little bit. Why was Phil's microphone a dick? Because it was just <laughs> something to do. It was something to do. <laughs> it was literally a thing to do. Yeah. Well, no, but at one point, did you see he went like this and then it went away? Right. Uh, and when it went like that, the dick went away. It was magic. <laughs> yeah. It's perfect. I didn't watch the whole thing. I just <laughs> saw the exploding <laughs> points came out. You got it. I want to make sure people out. are watching. You and that's I mean? true. That's yeah. how you can only. That's the only way you can check to make sure people are actually watching that's these right. videos. I don't know why people are watching our videos. Right. It's an auditory podcast, and it's mostly us sitting around the table doing this. Right. And then uh, to Steve's left. Let's do a wave. Look the wrong way. It's <laughs> <laughs> because I ride on that right hand side of the, the vehicle now. So, so uh, John, what did you ride tonight? A 2012 Kia Sorento. <laughs> exactly. Fucking pussy. Well, I brought my guitar. And I you brought your guitar and you brought Captain and Coke and stuff. Air yeah. Right. It's true. I used yes, to go to. I'm a I rode. Pussy. I rode my, with my guitar on my back for 20 years. I'm not doing that. <laughs> I'm not doing that. In the Unless snow, you're an easy uphill. rider. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Way to go, hippie! The uh, you have a surfboard there too, Gidget. All right. Yeah, um, uh, I haven't even ridden a motorcycle this week, so I probably should just go home now. I've ridden a lot of everybody else's motorcycles, so I've ridden a shit ton of bikes I don't own. I promise you, though, in the next three days, I will ride a motorcycle. Yeah, yeah. We should ride this weekend. I'll at some should. point. I want to talk all about what your weekend plans are. There you go. Who's lighting off a bunch of fucking fireworks? I don't have any because they're. I don't have any either. Yeah. And Lakewood's not any. having fireworks. All the fireworks are canceled. Why Lakewood's not having fireworks? I need something to fucking blow up this week. <laughs> the people, the people like, Why don't we own 30 street? acres right now? <laughs> He's got a nice little property. We could yeah. go out to uh, Oberlin and yeah. fucking I just oh, yeah. load it. burn down burn the sky. Shit. I would love that. Can yeah. we shoot out there? Yes. Yeah. Oh, you dude. can. Dude, we might. I, I'll make a fireworks run to, to Deerfield, Ohio. <laughs> when? Tonight? <laughs> Now? I don't think Tomorrow. you need to go so to Deerfield. The podcast is over? This is the wrong time to buy fireworks. But no, if it's, it's emergency fireworks, the, I can the understand. The sales are good until uh, July yeah. 5th. Just get mortars. Off. Yep. Just buy mortars. Buy one, That's all you got to do is buy mortars. Yeah. mortars. Yeah. Yeah. No, don't like don't little, buy anything except wait, mortars. I want to get mm, I like I need insurance on my house they first. They last a long time. I like the big... You end up with welder's flash? In fact, they have one called welder's flash. I like mortars and rockets, like the stick, yeah. the big stick rockets. Let's do it. Yeah. My do favorite it. part is when they launch and they go, boom. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> my that's yeah. my favorite so part last of year, Last year this? at Bandcamp was my 50th birthday. So my 50th birthday, my friends from New York, um, they, and I mean, I tell you, the Jedi Knights, my scooter club is a really amazing scooter club. And my buddies Keith and Sarah from New York had bought me uh, a fireworks box. But it was a, a fireworks display kit. Oh no, my friend! A display kit contains sparklers. Ah. That's the fuck you of fireworks. <laughs> Three thousand items. This was the New and, York Harbor and kit. And twenty five hundred of them are sparklers. <laughs> fuck you! They bought me a box that was nothing but mortars. Nice. Now, do you know how much your friends love you when they buy you a box that is nothing but mortars? A lot. A lot. Mm -hmm. So Keith and Sarah had bought me for my birthday a box of fireworks that contained nothing but mortars. The downside was on Friday night. I apparently had accidentally got drunk. <laughs> I hate when that happens. And there's, I, I made it a point. All my friends from Chicago were coming in, and our friends Derek and Selena 
they were coming over from you know Chicago, and they said, "How many bottles of Malort would you like me to bring you?" And I said, "Negative one," because fuck Malort. So I said, "Fuck Malort, negative one." So Derek and Selena show up, and these are people I love. They're legitimately people I consider family. And they come up, and of course it's band camp, and I haven't seen them for a while. And I give hugs, and then they hand me a bottle of Malort. They're Malortians. Fuck that. You have to drink and it. You have to drink it. You have to. And so the next thing you know, my wife and I are visiting all of our friends from all over the world, and we're rounding band camp turn three. Holding court. Holding court. We're visiting every camp and making sure we share the love with everybody. And I realized by turn three that I was proper fucking drunk. And we had a whole camper. You all saw the camper because you could see it from space. <laughs> and we got back to the camper and the, the, the go-kart's running around, and there's a T-Rex jumping the go-kart. And shit is getting just perfect. Like, it's literally, it's band camp at level 11. Nice. But I was already fucked up, and it, like, it was maybe 10.30 at night, 11 o'clock at night. Oh, that's too early. And I decided it was time to fuck with fireworks. And I'll remind you earlier that I said these were only mortars. Mm-hmm. When you're super fucked up, you should be at Snakes and Sparklers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> But I was at mortars. Yeah. So I come back with this giant box of only mortars. And that's when Kyle's friend Mike, Michael, that giant Muay Thai fighter, that dude that was there, beautiful, like ebony skin, gorgeous. Don't look into his eyes. You'll just give him your wallet. Like, this guy's a beautiful human being, and he's so smart. And Kyle's also, like, Kyle's one of our favorite people on the planet. So when, her, when she brings a guy out to a rally, you're like, this guy's going to be something special because yeah. Kyle's pretty, pretty high on the food chain. So this guy, Michael, saw me and realized that I was a danger to myself and others. And he took the lighter out of my hand. Uh-huh. And he said, Phil, why don't you enjoy the fireworks? I'll light them. Uh-huh. Because I was lighting mortars like Luke Skywalker looked at the fucking <laughs> lightsaber. How's this work? You know, like. Ah, I think it's It's smoking. It looks like it's smoking. I think it's going to go off at any moment now, Cinch. (laughs) And I was lighting shit by looking down the barrel of it. Oh, my God. And so Mike was nice enough to take, Michael was nice enough to take the lighter away from me, and then he launched a bunch of mortars until I couldn't stand up anymore. Can I tell you how important it was? Instead of just telling you to shut it down, he de-escalated you, but let you have fun. Do you know why? Mortars are still going to He's not a cop. Right. right. Mortars are still right. going to go off. Oh, yeah. yeah. We had fun. Don't yeah. get me wrong. There was fun. And I went in the bathroom, or went in the camper. I went in the camper to change shirts, and I never came out again until <laughs> a week ago. <laughs> and uh, it was epic. Same shirt on. Also. Same shirt on the whole time. My wife came out of the bathroom in the camper, and she goes, I don't know how you did it, but you were on the floor next to the bed yep. in a bathrobe. Your shirt is now C3 so armor. So close. So close. So close. <laughs> you can you can slide on the street. C three armor shirt after like Just six slide. months. Yeah. It was amazing. So but, were you on the floor in your office after smedling? Yes, oh, I was. Yeah. I, you know what though? I will I will admit that when I get drunk, I start climbing things, and then I then I hold the floor down. <laughs> so that's usually the way it works. And it did that. It did for my fiftieth birthday. So we'll see. Fifty first oh, birthday, so kind of anticlimactic. I, I really feel like I missed out on your fiftieth birthday, but we'll it was pretty good. It was fun. Thanks. We had a good time. Wait, when's Thanks yours? Because we're born the same year. So my 50th is next May. Yeah. When next May? February. February. Oh. February. All right, so you're first. All right. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. 49. All right. So what did you bring tonight? Shop you brought Captain and... I had brought Captain and Coke. I've had a taste good job. for it for a while. Yeah. It's been a while. I told my wife today I'm going to buy a half gallon of 
I'm going to buy a handle of Captain Morgan, and it's going to be gone by the end of the weekend. A fair game. That's my goal. I appreciate that. Is that Gogglefogger? Yeah. I'm in. Anybody want to split a Gogglefogger with me? Yeah. These things that. are good. Like the uh, so and then to his left. Or I'll just drink a separate one. Did you ride the? Uh, me? Did you ride the uh, TNT? I did. Oh my god! Yeah. It's getting better and better by the it day. It just keeps getting better. Yep. <laughs> Although I rode all week my Super T to work and stuff. Yeah. There you go. And it took me a minute to remember that it's not as fast. Like no shit, really? <laughs> yeah. No shit. Yeah. Your 1,000 cc motorcycles faster. Thank you I'm sorry. Your 1,200 cc <laughs> motorcycles faster than your 135. Yes. Well, fuck me. But, yeah, once I got used to it not being fast again, it's so fun. Yeah. Oh, that's delicious. But you know what? There is a problem with it. Yeah. Um, I like that, Dan. It's almost impossible to stop at a light without somebody yelling something to you to ask you what the fuck the bike is. Oh, yeah. yeah. Constantly. Yeah. Like, well, I mean, the paint scheme is so demure. <laughs> it just blends right in. Yeah. yeah it's I mean, 1976 fire truck green. But yeah. here's the funny part. There's, apparently, there must be a rumor of a new It Grom. makes Kawasaki green look like a pussy. Yeah, it does. But apparently, there must be a new Grom somewhere because everybody's like, is that the new Grom? No way. Yeah. And I'm like, no, no, it's not. Grom's, it's a Grom killer. Why is there the what rumor the of a new Grom? What does the new Grom look like? I don't think there is a new ground. That's the thing. Right. Well, let's do Googles and find out. I'm going to find out. I'm going to look real ground. quick. Yeah, I mean, we're going we're gonna to have to look around. That's oh, the Benelli. Yeah. Yeah, that's the Benelli. But I'm going to see if I can find a new I ground. Is. I like it. Yeah. So they're. Uh, the that bin, was me. That's the me right belly. there. Right there. That's it. Yeah. That's Steve doing some wheelies on the new Benelli. Yeah. Do you have your launch down? Do you, can you do wheelies? I mean, I can get the wheel up about that much. Oh man. come on! You were like a former like. I know, but I don't want to fuck the star boy, dude. But now I can't afford to break stuff. Fuck's <laughs> <laughs> That's why you buy a fucking little tiny bike because you can afford to thrash it and ride it like you fucking. No, like I bought it, it new. I bought it new. It has to be nice for a while. I want to see solid fucking twelve o'clock wheelies. All right. Well, All right. Well, I'm, I don't know of a new Grom. Mm. So the uh, the images for a 2021 Honda Grom. No, there's nothing new. There's no, nothing there's new. really nothing new. It, it it says 2020 Grom to get a new bold paint scheme. And if Are you, you look up, me? Oh, hold on, wait. Honda made the fucking monkey bike. That made the Grom. They're going right. to make it for at least twenty years. Yes, exactly they are. Like exactly. Right. Yeah, I, I mean, totally agree. Well, to no, but no, but think it about it. It may change colors. It might change this. No, but they bit. they've already had two generations of Grom in five years, seven years. Yes. How long? Seven yeah. years. Seven, seven years. What were yeah. the differences in those two generations? Um, a stripe on the side of the gas tank. No, completely different plastic. Completely <laughs> different forks. They did a lot. They changed quite a bit. Uh, okay. I would like to call your attention to the bold new paint scheme. <laughs> their words not mine but that's not the bold new paint scheme that's the new bold paint the scheme. new bold paint the yeah, new bold wrong. paint scheme so the new bold paint scheme the new bold is demure the new bold paint scheme is basically gunmetal gray a with a dash German of boring digital, digital how, how are they not doing a, a usa grom like that the other that red white and blue you know right. like the old yeah, like the old Hawks interceptor and, fucking yeah, interceptor. red white oh, and blue we can't green, blur yeah. a wad all in one year that's true no, that's <laughs> true there's got to leave something left for 2020 and when i say what uh, i meant money i didn't mean uh, this is true the uh well, you mean come. like that what yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah, with that. Every ground so, should be looking. So, you know, good. that's the CB that looks like a big one. Is that that's a big the one? CB 1100 TR. So that oh, is a big one, but it's today's big one. Uh, it's the modern version of a big one. So Honda had decided that it's going to launch because they they fucked like we said, there's more than one way to fuck the cat. They fucked the cat on a CB 1100 every different way you could fuck a cat on a CB 1100. <laughs> Poor cat? Uh, it's true. 
Yeah, the and tank was the second iteration of the tank was horrible. Yes. So there was nothing wrong with the CB1100, and then they decided they just didn't sell any of them, so they would try very different things to, to make a CB1100 desirable. And so that, of course, is an artist interpretation, but it's a concept bike. But when you look at this, it's like you're looking at that, you're like, okay, now there's something we can get behind. You know, Termignone exhaust, all kinds of cool shit there. Um, that's a pretty bad motherfucking bike. And when you look at stuff like this, which has got 1981 pure fucking... Oh. Hey, blah, I'd buy ah, that. I just had an accident in my pants uh, when you look at something like that. So there are some beautiful, beautiful things that some artists have done with the CB1100R or the CB1100 Those platform. Those are like brass colored. That would be brass spray paint. What's that, the wheels? Yeah. Brass. Well, I'm glad you mentioned that. So, Because I saw that almost same color on some new studio that came around here. So you guys, uh, if you guys, uh, if Steve and John would take a step back for the camera, for our viewers, for our viewers, uh, for our viewers, what we have in the room with us right now is the Wotherspoon, the Sean Wotherspoon Vespa. So uh, Sean Wotherspoon is an artist. Well, not an artist. Uh, I'm not going to. I don't know how we're going to call Sean. Uh, Sean is, well, Sean, right? So Sean Wotherspoon is what Sean Wotherspoon is. He's a influencer. Uh, he's a sneakerhead. He's a sneaker guy. And Johnny, he's to smile more. Yeah. So Sean Wotherspoon is this dude who basically does secondhand clothing, and Nike hired him to do some T-shirts, and there he is up there. Uh, you know, so uh, there he's wearing a third base. Uh, if you guys remember third base, they were uh, a rap, a nouveau rap artist group from the early 90s. Uh, the Derelicts of Dialect was their fucking album. They had the gas face, right? They did. Don't make the gas face. Yeah. And then so Sean Wotherspoon did Bam, designed a, too, a sneaker uh, for third base uh, for uh, Nike. I'm going but, for the move. So what that is, that is, there you go. Thank you, Vanna. That is the Sean Wotherspoon Vespa. <laughs> and the Sean Wotherspoon Vespa is actually fucking badass. I mean, it's not a Partridge family bus, but it's pretty fucking close. And uh, there's, a, there's a model in Milan doing it not as good as John did, did it just now. But So the Wotherspoon is the, the new Vespa. So that is the freshest new Vespa that's out. It literally got unboxed today. Um, and but you can see, it is like the Harlequin Volkswagen Golf. So. The ones behind it are better, though. But, thank you very much, Steve. But it is We're still, it's still asymmetric. It so is totally not asymmetric. like one color on one so side and one color on the So, Phil is changing bikes, I'm going to change bikes right now. He's We're going to do, do a phase shift real quick. All right. So, Where he's moving the multicolored Vespa and then bringing the badass mofos. Yep. So this and is, so this correct is, me if I'm wrong, this is the fastest yes. Vespa so this ever. Is the, uh, this is the Vespa 300 HPE in the Lotus racing colors. Wow. So Lotus, uh, so Lotus did quite a bit of damage with the green and yellow color scheme, but special attention to the gold rims. Yes. So Lotus did... Um, That's yeah, a gorgeous fucking this motorcycle. This is a gorgeous fucking yeah. bike. And they also did it, and if you can see the background, they also did it in Lucky Strike colors. Yeah. So it's not just white with a or with a red stripe. It's got a gold stripe next to it, oh, yeah. which is totally the Lucky Strike shit from when I was a kid. And gold wheels, too, right? Yeah. Yep. All of the fucking Formula One cars and all the cool race cars when I was a kid, the Lotuses were all green and yellow. Yep. And the Lucky Strike cars, Porsches and everything else, they were white with the red stripes. 
McLarens and different now, stuff. Now, if they would have brought out the light blue and orange of the Porsche 917. Oh, 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 oh. you mean the Golf livery? Yes. You mean the Golf livery? Yes, sir. I wonder what's coming next year. Oh, fuck. Really? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I have $7 I can give you as a deposit. <laughs> <laughs> so the... Uh, Seven yeah. bucks. I'll take yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> so that's the... I'll take it. The two new, the three new Vespas that showed up today are the 60s Racing Editions, which are the Lotus colors and the Lucky Strike Racing colors, and the um, Wotherspoon. So Vespa, at a time when a lot of other companies aren't doing anything that's really cutting edge, the Vespas are doing some shit that's pretty fucking cool. I mean, what does it take to just throw out, a, like, a cool paint scheme? Would you like to know how much that paint scheme costs over the standard Vespa 300? Tell us. I kind of know already, so I'm not going to guess. It's $100. What? Yeah. So for the gold rims and the yellow nose and the yellow stripes on the back and the whole deal, that no, limited edition it's not bike. not really a big deal to change. I mean. No, that's yeah, the most reasonable thing I've ever bucks. heard in my life. You got it. Do you change have two the, of those Witherspoons? Change the paint from silver four. to gold when you're painting the rims and do a certain batch of I got four of the Witherspoons. Two of them are pre-sold. I'm going to rock one around because I just like them. I just think the Witherspoons are cool looking because I like the Harlequin. I like the old Harlequin Volkswagens. Yeah, me too. So to me, I always thought the Harlequin Volkswagens were badass. And uh, so for me uh, to see that, now look at the picture I pulled up on the screen right there. You guys see the red and white, the, John, the Lucky Strike bike, and then you see the... No, the Lotus bike. Yep. What do you see between the two? Yeah, I saw. Oh, it. Yeah. yeah. There you go. So Sparky. I wonder when that's going to happen. Oh yeah. Yeah. Our mechanics, particularly Camaro, for the Golf Racing livery. Me too. Yeah. Every bike he's ever had, he's painted orange and blue. Yep. So yeah. So I just <laughs> dropped last week's podcast. I dropped the podcast where we coined the term Camaro. Oh yeah. I, because I, I Shane really did want to listen to that, but I didn't get a chance. So yeah. Yeah. Shane was using the term gay way too much. Yeah. And one of our podcast listeners had pointed out the fact that Shane was way too comfortable saying gay all the time. Yeah. So that was when we invented the term Camaro. Yeah. Thanks to Stefan Wass, who on the scooter BBS had made a little thing that if you typed in the word gay, it oh, automatically changed it to Camaro. Amazing. <laughs> <laughs> so don't be, uh, yeah, yeah. don't be Camaro. Right. The uh, that's the game there. So or super cool. Or do be, but be super Camaro. Well, super Camaro. SS, exactly. RSSS. Our totally. That is rally sport. <laughs> We're going full rally sport on this one. Yeah. So that's it. So yeah, super. I mean, how cool and the artwork and stuff is all very much. They're doing this uh, speed racer inspired artwork. If you don't look behind you, well, yeah, because Racer X was green and wasn't Racer X. I'm not sure if Racer green. X was black and yellow or, or green yeah. and yellow. Yeah, no, Speed Racer was red and white. Yeah, and Racer right. X was black and yellow. Yeah, black and exactly. yellow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, that's right. Yeah. Kind of knowledge, Steve. Sorry, I thought it's it was okay. Green. Yeah. I know, that's cool. I thought that was Green Bay. Yeah. There you go. You guys will pull it up, Eric. My favorite uh, right there. Yep. Yep. The number nine, man. I like Chim Chim. Well, you know, who doesn't who doesn't like Chim Chim? And here's to you, Tim Olson. Uh, my buddy, Tim Olson, was nicknamed Chim Chim 20-some, 25 years ago. And we still call him Chim Chim to this day. And uh, he's become, like... Yeah, exactly. But but he's a great mechanic and he's a great, you know, he's a great machinist and a great, you know, he's that guy. And we all like Chim Chim, so it's cool. The uh but yeah, there's Racer X for you. So anybody have any interesting motorcycle shit happen to him this week? Um did anybody read oh, shit. Uh not Triumph. Um what's what's the uh, not ah fuck. Somebody's going to jail. 
A CEO of like one of the European fucking motorcycle Norton. companies. Norton. Is it yeah. Norton? Yeah. Yeah. The CEO of Norton is heading to jail. And I didn't I didn't finish the article because I was on a plane not getting COVID. Okay. Which, All right. <laughs> not getting COVID. Yeah. <laughs> I was just avoiding everybody. <laughs> I mean, I don't even know who currently owns that. I mean, it's... Well, is yeah. it the first sure is probably not even from England. I think it took a like... circle. Um, I, I, I'm sure it's taken a lap, but we did follow it. We have been kind of updating it a little bit and kind of how the, the failure of the Norton, you know, the castle and everything else. And, Warren and, Dace, what, was it, what was the latest iteration of the Norton motorcycle supposed to be? Like? Well, it was be, the 941, right? It was built in uh, India, I believe. So. Right. And so that was the right. conglomerate bought it, and they were going to bring it back to life is what... Right. That was the, the, last, the last turn was that... Um, Let's let's pull up the latest news article we can pull up for Norton we Motorcycles. Talking about something, are you going to spend a hundred thousand dollars for a bike made in India or something like? And that? that's and that's really what it comes down to. I think that it it really doesn't. I I'm picturing 1992 and Indian motorcycles, and Indian motorcycles went through this period of time where a lot of or or different people bought the name Indian. With the idea of revitalizing and bringing back the brand, and some of the first generation was just the name Indian, but there was an SNS motor stuffed in their bike that you know this frame that they had built. You got to start somewhere, I guess. Yeah, and and everybody kind of played this game, and it it was it was basically a shell game. But it, since it, you said the word Indian, that yeah. picture of the Indian with the cast aluminum. Headstock busted without a crash. I sent that. Right. Was horrifying. Yeah, yeah that was horrifying. That yeah, and that's and that is that's another one of those things where you're like, but back to Norton. Man. Yeah, yeah. So the Norton Superlight is going to set you back a cool twenty thousand uh, pounds pounds for a six hundred and fifty cc motorcycle. Yeah. And so Superlight Racing is a six hundred and fifty cc class. That's usually a twin cylinder. And the Kawasaki, you know, the Kawasaki Ninja. So please tell me that's not the Royal Enfield. <laughs> no, clothes. it's not. I mean, it is absolutely not. Okay. And, you know, uh, a lot of companies decided to participate in the Super Light class. The Super Light class is 650 cc's, whereas we know, like, World Superbike and stuff is all 1,000 cc's and more. And when you look at Super Light, the idea was it was a very affordable type of road racing that a lot of people could participate in. But of course, what happens is um, it still is taken over by the factories, so it's really hard to be a, uh, you know, basically a, a, it is a like all racing. home racer. Yeah, it's racing wallets. Yep. And okay. so this bike is twenty thousand pounds or twenty thousand euros to get into the game to play on a Norton Superlight. But the Commando nine sixty one, the nine sixty one, which is their most retro piece. Uh, this is a bike that again. You know, they're selling off this stuff that is all basically the last of the line, the last of the production line from, yeah. What does 15,495 lira yep. translate <laughs> into American free Right now around $17,000. So, okay, yeah. so just add a little bit more and that's about where you're at. Right, and this is fire sale, by the way. I'm just letting you guys know. This is, these bikes are being liquidated. Because all of these bikes are the result of a company that is actually bankrupt. And a lot of people who invested their retirement funds. Good thing it's got that two-year warranty in that case. It does. Well, and the question is, too, is like you're going to go to your Norton dealer and have them fix it? Yeah. And that's a really, really tough thing. And when you look at 
the idea of, you know, revitalizing this brand and bring the brand back to life, that's kick ass. And I mean, more power to them. But the real problem is when the guys who took everybody's money end up claiming bankruptcy or go to jail, all the people whose money they took are still standing there with their fucking pockets out. Yeah. And you can't fucking reward that. And that's a problem is ultimately I know people want Norton to survive because there's a lot of Britain, British identity tied up with that. They got a penguin and there's a joke about that. Do you want me to tell it now? Yeah, yeah, go ahead, man. Okay, so there's there's these guys in the navy. Yeah. Whisper it into Chris's I'm, ear. I'm going to ruin this joke. I can <laughs> nah, tell you right now. Right there's these guys in the navy and he's like, "All right, I got sure leave. I'm going to go get laid." So he goes to the first place and there he goes to some hooker and she's like, "Yeah, I'm busy, but I can give you a penguin." He's like, "A penguin?" Uh, I don't want a penguin. I want I want real, you know. So he goes to another one. Uh, she's busy, whatever. Uh, he's like, uh, she's like, uh, sorry, I can't do it right now. I'm, I'm kind of worn out, but I can give you a penguin. And he's like, eh, no, I, I'm good. So he goes around all night to every every brothel and everything, and, and all they want to offer him is a penguin. So he's like, fine, fuck it. I got to I gotta get back to the ship pretty soon. So he's like, fine, I'll take a penguin. So she's like, all right, you give me $50. I give you penguin. So he's like, here's my $50. She's like, pull down your pants. Pulls down his pants to the ang- ankle, and she runs away with his $50. She goes, where's my money? Where's my yeah. money? <laughs> <laughs> so and that's, that's what a the penguin. people who put their money down on the Norton, yeah. they, they got, got a penguin. penguin. They got a penguin. Nice. And really, so this is fresh news. <laughs> so you guys are kind of curious if you're, if you're curious about it. Um, right, as so. of yesterday... So as of yesterday, um, this is for 01 July 2020. It's the freshest thing there is. So you know TVS, which is in India. So TVS has decided to back or buy um, another, we joke all the time about Indian companies buying British shit because that's revenge. That's where British brands go to die is India. Right. And Or live right. in what we would call purgatory. Purga- well, look. Zombified. Italy, I'm sorry, India has a right to fuck Britain in the ass on the regular whenever (laughs) they want, okay? Because because of the colonialism that happened in India, in the name of the crown, a lot of shit that went down, I feel like if India goes, oh, you need money now, you're broke, I wonder... If there's somebody around here who builds a lot of shit and has a lot of disposable income and has a manufacturing base, remember when you had a manufacturing base? Yeah. Oh. Remember <laughs> when you sold us all that bullshit? Oh. oh. Here's Wetworth Tools. Fuck you. <laughs> oh, shit's metric. Or close to it. Bring me that 13 and a half millimeter socket, John. <laughs> um, we're going to need a 12 and a half metric socket for this one. But anyway... So this is a big deal because now that uh, TVS, so TVS is a company that's been doing a lot of, a lot of motorcycles in India, and they're, uh, they are now paying the bills for Norton that apparently put a lot of money, a lot of shareholders' money, a lot of people's retirement accounts into, like, fancy parties and real estate. Right. Yeah. And so this whole idea is all about... They're going to come back into it even better than they were before. But what I can tell you about this kind of shit is that usually this kind of shit 
is just this kind of shit. Right. Except for when it's not. And that is when we talk about Triumph's great revival. So Triumph was revived by a guy who was a property magnate, a guy who was a property dude. You want to buy, you want to buy my building? Yeah, I want to buy your building. It's a nice building. I want to buy it. I want to tear it down and build a bunch of condos. Oh, you know what they used to build in that building? What? Triumph Motorcycles. Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, Triumph Motorcycles. You build Triumph Motorcycles right in that building right there. It's cool. It's great. I'll tell you what. You give me an extra $5,000, I'll give you Triumph Motorcycles. What? That, that's what happened? Seriously? I want to buy the building, dude. I don't want to buy the name Triumph Motorcycles. I'm not a motorcycle guy. I'm a property guy. Yeah. I want to buy that shit, tear it down, and build condos. Yeah, but for an extra small amount of money, you can now be the owner of Triumph Motorcycles. You own it. Wait a second. Dude, I didn't even know. I don't give a fuck. I've never owned a motorcycle. I've never seen a motorcycle. I don't know what a motorcycle is at a distance. I don't give a shit about motorcycles. Yeah, but for a very small amount of money, you can not only buy the building, but you can buy the name Triumph Motorcycles, and then you can own Triumph Motorcycles. How small of amount of money are we talking about? Yeah. Oh, it's a pretty small amount of money. In fact, it's barely an inconvenience. In fact, if you buy this property, I'll throw it in for free. It was close. Long and short of it is, the guy who's a property guy, not a motorcycle guy, ended up owning Triumph Motorcycles. Hmm. And then it just turns out there were enough rats in the building who still knew how to work the machines. And by rats, I mean guys who were sneaking into the building, building bikes on the machines that were still there. For their friends and neighbors and countrymen. Really? Yeah. Oh, Great awesome. story. Look it up. I will. And uh, this guy went and he went, so uh, I hear you know how to work my machines and make motorcycles. The guy went, yeah, 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 yeah kind of. Would that be Norman Hyde or anything? Mean, uh, yeah, well, yeah. But I don't think Hyde's involved. But he's, yeah. he's running his own operation. Yeah, he's got his own operation. And, but I think what happened is they went and they went, okay, well, you know, if we can make some money, let's build some bikes. And then it turns out that everybody in England loves a national story. And if you look at Norton, Norton's national story goes back to, I think, 1898 or something, mm -hmm. right? Well, I mean, imagine this. Yeah. Harley Davidson has now gone defunct. Right. Harley, it's been in disrepair. There's still a factory right. in Milwaukee. Of course. There's some dudes who used to work there. Who sneak in and they're like, well, we still got these parts all right. laying around and they're still putting bikes together. And exactly. You can actually get a bike out of there. Yep. Somebody says, well, I want this huge fucking factory and I'm going to buy it. And oh, yeah, well, we'll throw in the Harley Davidson name. Well, next thing you know. Hey, did those guys do it one piece at a time? Yeah, well, and that <laughs> could be it, it right? Yeah. <laughs> Didn't then, cost me a dime. Harley, though, they'd be like, the COVID stopping all the shipments from India. Right. No. <laughs> <laughs> well, ooh. <laughs> Indian, I'm sorry, TVS, TVS spent 16 million pounds. Wow. So they spent 16 million pounds. Not euros. Right. And, and I believe Norton went out of business for something on the order of like 12 or, yeah, or maybe 6 million pounds. Wow. So, like, so them spending 16 million pounds buys the castle, buys all the shit they got to pay for. And the new boss of Norton, whose name is Sudarshan Venu or Venu, um, it's their intention to get bikes to people that have paid deposits. So first things first, fulfill the motherfuckers that got deposits down. But wait, yeah. this story started with somebody getting thrown in jail. Yeah. Yeah. Was Who is old, that? The old CEO. The old CEO. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. Yeah. the uh, I'm pretty sure the long and short of it is the guy that ripped off thousands or hundreds of investors of hundreds of thousands of dollars of their retirement fund 
needs to be put in fucking jail mm-hmm. because people listened to what he had to say. Mm-hmm. They took their money and they backed him. And you know what? When you take somebody's money and you promise them the world and you take their fucking retirement savings and you piss it away, mm. you know what? The word Norton is not that impressive. So there you go. It's just a name, really. So it's Stuart Garner? Yeah, I believe Former that was Garner. CEO. Yeah, yeah. Stuart Garner. Yeah. So what's, what's it set up? Will be no part of the new business. No, 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 no. He will no. be getting be boo food delver the... He'll be right. wearing yeah. a, a <laughs> on his head. <laughs> That's exactly right. Yeah, he's done. So it, that is just one of those things is like we've seen that happen with different companies. And you, the triumphant return of Norton or the triumphant return of Indian, it takes a couple of times before somebody actually figures it out. So that's where that's where that generally tends to end so up. Being that Triumph is just down the street. Yep. Did they have some kind of a crazy sale recently? I don't know. Because in my neighborhood, I've seen like out of, out of zero for yeah. years... I've seen like five Triumph scramblers, yes. like running around. Like they're all over the place now. Like right. they must have some kind of an incentive. They're like roaches. Yeah, like they went from zero to like every time I turn around, there's some dude with <laughs> shorts, a t-shirt, a helmet on, riding his Triumph scrambler all over the city. Well, I got that '76 BM '76 BMW a year and a half ago because my buddy bought a brand new Triumph scrambler. Really? And he didn't have space for it. Uh, wow. Wait, so you know what you didn't mention before? So that, your bike was displaced by a Triumph Scrambler. Right, but oh, more importantly, trade. how many miles is on that bike? 192,000. Wait a second. <laughs> you have a 19 what? 76. A yeah. 1976. Low mileage BMW. You're the centennial. <laughs> <laughs> Low mileage BMW with 192,000. But I like, miles I, like, I like how it came about, because I was like, I rolled up and looked at the speedometer. I said, holy shit, Dan, you got 96,000 miles on it. He's like, no, I don't. I have 196,000 miles on you it. You need to throw like a red <laughs> and a blue stripe on it to make it the centennial yeah. BMW version. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Or not. That's that's it's quite impressive, but it's not unheard of at all with the BMWs, right? So your comment, Cinch, was that it was a it has to be the smoothest bike ever, right? Because everything's got to be worn in to all, all the rough edges have. Yeah, there are no rough everything. edges left. <laughs> no. Everything is nicely rounded. It's all <laughs> bedded in. Yeah, I think I think at a certain point when a bike runs that long, it's just going to run forever. That's at true. that point, everything just works with each other. All yeah. the parts know each other. Like, I believe there is some truth to that. My yeah. eldest brother, Mark McElfresh has always had high-mileage vehicles. He's had Chevy pickup trucks yeah. that his current one, I think, has 400,000 miles on it. So he keeps them forever. He changes oil, like, religiously. It yeah. never gets dirty. Like, you, I'd be happy to take the oil out of his truck and put it in mine. Mm-hmm. And he, you know, he always gets one with a manual transmission, and he always short shifts the shit out of it. So really? he's always like, yeah. like, if you drive his truck, you better be, the fucking clutch does not, like... I want you to drop the clutch. I want it out. I don't want mm-hmm. you wearing the fucking clutch out. Right. I don't want you revving it. I want you giving it like a little bit of gas and then bang it into the next gear and short shift the fuck out. Really? And he he's had trucks. He's had two trucks in his... Well, let me correct this. In his adult life, he's had two trucks. He went through 20 vehicles that he crashed whenever... <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, that's what they say. So like that one dude... So Toyota brought, or Toyota brought that dude's pickup truck in 
and he's an oil guy down in Texas, mm. and he drove like 1.2 million miles on this Toyota. Mm. They brought the engine in; it was mm-hmm. within like a thousandth of spec, because like like you know it, he didn't do any city driving. He didn't do any banging on it. He just went from oil refinery to oil refinery on these big ass Texas highways back and forth all the time, just lugging along at highway speeds. And um, his company had a speed monitor or something in it, so he was never doing over, like, 60 miles an hour or something like that. The motor looked brand new. They, they maintained the maintenance on it and did whatever. And I don't know. Pretty My cool. brother has just a way of driving a stick that maintained maximum torque per RPM. You know what I mean? Like, he's always constantly... <laughs> never goes like, above 2,200 just RPM. Just enough gas yep. to, like, make it move. He's the guy always... that needs to own an NC750, yeah. NC750X. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. That's the perfect low rev, yep. long duration bike, bike. for him. Yep. Yeah, I totally deaf, agree. So the only problem with it is if he gets it stuck in the mud, yeah. he has no rev limiter in his oh, ear. Oh, get out of here. Oh, I, when he had he had a little <laughs> S10 at one point, and he had like, it was a two-wheel drive with fat slicks on the back. Yeah. And it was like a 4th of July party where those, you know, back in the day when you could buy a gross of M80s and just fucking throw them at everybody. <laughs> but uh, that, that was the greatest hey, Timmy, thing. Hey, Timmy, what? Like, oh, here's 40 bucks worth of M, a, a, you know, a brown bag full of 144 M80s. Oh, yeah. And this guy bought one and that guy bought one. Yeah. And this guy, everybody bought Everybody them. had a bag of M80s. And we went yeah. to Cherry Hollow. <laughs> and everybody's out <laughs> mudding trucks and stuff yeah. like that. And, it's, you know, it starts out, it's like, whoa, Jesus Christ, boom. <laughs> and then by the end of the day, and I've been You're drinking, it's like, it. light it, and drop it on the ground. By the end of the night, it's this. <laughs> 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 well, no, by the end of the day. Here, I'll like, hold it in my teeth. You light it. <laughs> it's uh, light it, drop it on the ground, put your foot on top of it, poof. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> But yeah. you know he got his you know you know getting this little two road time to leave he's getting that out and he would just be like, vroom, 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 vroom. you're like oh Jesus Mark, stop 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 and <laughs> like no no he can only tell by vibration how the fast old, how fast it's going exactly yeah. so here's an interesting thing I'm gonna pull this up on the street up, up on the screen because this is a big deal so you know we we joked about this a few months ago in the podcast. I saw one. On we, the road. We talked about how Triumph has announced a partnership with Bejaj. And, you know, Bejaj, we kind of smirk and giggle when we talk about Bejaj because in America, Bejaj, Bejaj was like in 1980, there were two-stroke 150cc imitation Vespas. And then in 2002, Bejaj was a four-stroke 150cc imitation Vespa. And, you know, Triumph, though, the fact that Triumph is now part of Bejaj is pretty amazing. And the four largest motorcycle markets in the world are in Asia, obviously. And India has the largest number of motorized two-wheelers sold in 2018 and 2019, and that's 20 million fucking bikes. Now, 20 million is a number that is a really, really hard number to understand when you think about companies like Moto Guzzi, which are still talking about like 7,000, 9,000 bikes a year. And that's one year. That's hardly one David. year, right? <laughs> so Harley one year. And, and they're big. It's like 200,000 yeah, or something exactly. like that. exactly. I mean, uh, right. So Harley-Davidson is 1% of 20 million, right? So when you think of 20 million bikes, that's staggering in a market. And that's why everyone's looking at that market, because that market represents a lot of potential income to anybody selling <laughs> anything. Profit. I mean, I don't care what the fuck you're selling. You want to sell it in India. Whatever you're selling, you want to make sure you're selling it. If you sell 
fucking, you know, fleshlights. That's one you want to make sure Indian people buy your fleshlights. That's one year. That's one year. Because I was reading an article yeah. about Briggs and Stratton, one of their, their plants was celebrating U.S. Yeah. made 80%, that they were celebrating 85 million Briggs and Stratton lawnmower engines made since the plant opened. Oh, since the plant opened. I was going to say like, not in one year. Right. That's not in one year. And no, that's 100-some years. How prolific yeah. Briggs and Stratton's every everywhere. fucking lawnmower? Right. They're everywhere. So yeah. you're talking 20 million in it's one year. It's insane. So and, this and, is that. And yeah. out of, what, 85 million? Yeah. 83.6 are still on the original oil that yes, were they shipped are. with they the could fucking be. lawnmower. They absolutely could be. And they <laughs> may never get their true. oil changed. Yeah. yeah. And Wait, this is you, a big thing. Can you, can I look, can you scroll up? I can. I think he wants to look at the, oh, that one there. That's, that's a, the ice mark. That's a funny looking bike. Okay, so that's in a very common but in thing. India, yeah, a lot of bikes look exactly like that. That is a very normal bike in India. Usually 100, 100 to one hundred and eighty-five cc's. Yeah. So a lot of Indian bikes are between one like fifty cc's and one hundred and eighty-five cc's. And I love it. You know, it's the iSmart, which you'd think would be somehow like i. That would be like intelligent. That would be something i, or maybe there's an electric. Nope, it's a fucking overhead cam or pushrod. You know, 125 motor, and that's what that is, and that's what they sell hojillions of. I mean, Hero, Kinetic, um, these companies, you know, Kinetic's part of Honda, and, and they build billions of this thing. I mean, like, there's a ridiculous number of these bikes. Pulsars, of course, Pulsars are ubiquitous. That's what yep. they got on, on Top Gear yeah. or whatever it was yeah. one year. They bought a couple of those, yeah. and they, did, they worked great. Well, well, I mean, go ahead, John. Go continue with what you were saying. No, it's fine. I'm just saying. Like, yeah. Scroll back down. Up. Scroll back. Stop right there. Stop. News over to the right. Right. What does that say there? A supercharged two-stroke four-cylinder hybrid. What the fuck is that? I got I to gotta, I gotta tell you what. <laughs> I'm normally, click on that. I'm normally not, I'm normally not <laughs> all over that, but a cross-plane crank and direct fuel injection? Tell me more. Right? Yeah. Okay. Sorry, I hate to interrupt. Right. But I'm sorry, I have to, but okay, all right. That looks to me like valves. I see valves. So valves don't exist in a two-stroke. Okay, so that would be like, you know, like a two-stroke diesel, though, where they're, right. they do have exactly. valves. Exactly, they have valves. Yep, exactly. You got it. Yep. Cross-plane crank, puppet valves, a supercharger, Kawasaki's late it. <laughs> sorry. You got cut off. You got All right, cut the direct fuck fuel out. injection. We'll go back here. Kawasaki's <laughs> latest patent application shows a complete rethinking of the motorcycle engine basics. Every now and then, we hear news from the rival of, of a revival of two-stroke engines or innovations like superchargers and hybrid bikes. But it's rare to see all of those ideas thrown together in one single design. But that's precisely what the new patent application from Kawasaki shows, a machine that uses so many radical technologies that to actually build it would mean completely rethinking the basics of motorcycles as we know them. Thank you, John. So, it's an electric well, the next hybrid the next engine. Who's the next student? Well. Serial hybrid. This, this basis is the idea that the new bike is a serial hybrid rather than a more familiar parallel hybrid. Parallel hybrids are the sort we've right. become used to in cars thanks to machines like the Toyota Prius and others like the, use the electric motors to assist the combustion engines. Right. 
But a series hybrid is different. It uses electric power alone to drive the wheels, with a combustion engine simply used to generate the electricity needed. Normally, the series hybrids are range extender electric vehicles with relatively low-powered combustion engines. So if you think of a BMW uh, iDrive car, they have a Kimco motor. It's a locomotive. So they literally, yeah, BMW iDrive cars, you can buy a range extender, which is hilarious. It's a little 650cc Get little uh, <laughs> Kimco motor that you stuff in the trunk of this thing, and you put petrol in it. You put gasoline in the trunk of your electric car. It's like a zero with yeah. a Harbor Freight generator generator jammed in the back of it. So wait, exactly. does it have like? Is it plug and play, or do you have to do stuff? Oh, you said jam. <laughs> <laughs> you said jam. So we got to do the. What's the difference between jam and jelly? I can't jelly my dick in your ass. <laughs> I can't jelly my dick in your mom's ass. <laughs> Oh, I hate ourselves. I hate us so bad. That's so awful. Oh, fuck you. All right. So the range extender and the BMW. Every woman out there. I know we're terrible. It's just again we lost our other female listeners. Yeah. Now we're down to one. Now we're nothing. I'm sorry I said it was a 650. It's not a 650. It's a 400. Um, Again, everything in my world gets bigger with time. So uh, the BMW iDrive car. So when you could buy an uh, i3, so you buy a BMW i3, and you're like, oh, that's great. It gets a range of 60 miles or 90 miles. Tell them to fill the motherfucker and up. And you're like, okay, well, my car goes 90 miles. That's not fun. So now for a small amount of money, I can put a gasoline motor, a 400cc gasoline motor, in the trunk of my car. And then it turns out I can then drive my car 250 miles. A power pack. Exactly. So I can put a 400cc... Gasoline-powered motor inside my BMW i3 car and get longer range. So it is kind of hilarious. Uh, Kimco builds builds these motors for BMW. And, uh, yeah, it's a pretty interesting thing. So Kimco's had this uh, factory in China for a while now that builds these uh, 650cc scooters and... The 400cc motors that go in the back of the BMW cars and a bunch of other shit. Pausing for a moment for yep. a beverage by Dan oh, Gromke. Shit, review. Wait, instant uh, review, instant review. I, uh, nope. I demanded a beverage from him, and what I have received is fantastic. Oh, my I'm God. still working on the goggle It fighter. is a chocolate raspberry. Wow. Go ahead, Dan. This is my wife's beer, and she will probably kill me when I get home. Oh, oh no. no. Actually, I texted her, and she gave us the okay to drink it. Okay. Joking. Thank you, wife. Chocolate raspberry pop de creme from Hubbard's Cave. Wow. This is fucking good. Yeah. Cool, because I've never had it. It's yeah, a dessert beer for sure. Yeah. God damn it, I gotta go get another glass. Oh, man, that's good. Where's the port? <laughs> well, what's the ABV on this? Take a sip off that side. Just one little taste. Do you know, Dan? Dip your tongue in it. No. Uh, 12 You don't dip your percent. tongue in it, I'm going to dip my tongue in you. <laughs> All right, Dan. That's a 12-er. That's the port. That's a 12%, oh, man. Okay. Wow, <laughs> it's so good, though, This man. is like tar. Yeah. Oh, so it's molasses. Oh, yeah, yeah. You, no, I'm, I'm, you're good. You're good. Molasses, molasses. Oh, my God. Look at this. Can anybody in the podcast yeah. appreciate that? Look at that. That is fantastic. That looks like the oil I took out of a bike today. Whoa, that's so good. That's the Transalp before you started repairing it. No, I sold it to Hoffert. Oh, there you go. Hoffert bought the Transalp. Oh, my God. I I did give him a very good price that he thanked me for, but then today he was like, that bike's kind of fucked up. I was going to say that. that. I was going to call him a sucker, but then I know the deal, so I'm like, he's not a sucker. 
It was a mate. It was one of the. Plus, we, I'll we call that around. If you're tired of it, so. at the shop we call that mates rates. I bought the bike. I got it running. I put new tires, new fork seals, everything else. It didn't make me happy. It needed a little bit of love. I sold it to Steve. You didn't sell it to him. It worked out. I gave it to him. Well, look, I sold it to him. At some point, yeah. we'll just exchange money. I don't know when that's going to be, but <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah, it's... there was a twelve hundred dollar price tag inferred. Okay. Yeah. And and if you ever get sick of it, I'm right here because that's My that's I've always God, wanted Daniel, that bike. Too. That's not beer. It is. It's really good. That's <laughs> not beer. When it says Holy chocolate shit. and raspberry, you expect. Yeah, I might no, be able it tastes to like a candy bar. I might bar. be able to detect cake. chocolate. I feel like I ate it tastes cake. like a cake. Yeah. I do. I drank a cake. <laughs> Holy shit, I just drank a That's cake. That's like a flourless tort with raspberry. Yeah, it is a flourless yeah, tort. A tort. A tort. It's a tort. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> I retort. It's case law. I'm telling you, it's case law. <laughs> oh, shit. That Holy was a good word, oh, My law dude. students that will get that. That was a good word, Oh, my man. God. Fuck, man, that's delicious. It is really good. I have three drinks I'm working on. This the problem the was this was nothing but years. ginger ale and Stroh Overproof 160 Proof Rum. <laughs> this I was a little whiskey. alcohol mosquito, Rum? and I was allowed to have a sip of that. Stroh Rum, huh? Stroh Rum. Stroh That tasted rum. like a melted Freezy Pop or something like that. <laughs> yeah. The Stroh Rum is that 160 Proof yeah. horse shit that Daniel... Introduced us to. I took two sips and I started feeling a little fuzzy. I'm like, yeah. Jesus Christ. You're like, yeah, it's date rape. <laughs> Jesus <laughs> Christ. I lose track of my shelf. Well, look at that straw uh, stuff that somebody brought out to the uh, motorcycle show. Was that also rum or was that a bourbon? The straw is, is it's spiced well. Well, the gentlemen, uh, the guys who showed up with the White Castle, didn't they also <laughs> dump a bottle of straw on you? I think they might have. Yeah. Those fucking guys are spot but, on. Yeah, they were good. <laughs> I Matt, don't remember your that? names because that's just how I am, but. Oh, you're heroes. heroes. I kind of remember your face. If I see you again, we're hugging. Yep. Even with COVID, we don't I care. I can't believe I missed the White Castle. You've had that, right? Yeah, we've Take had that. Take a snort of that. Oh, yeah. A big snort. That'll cure everything. Spiced rum. All right. That'll kill be... COVID. Well, yeah, that's they... Austrian spiced rum, because you know all the best sugar canes in That'll Austria. That'll cure humanity. <laughs> Woofy. No, just <laughs> a little bit. It's oh, good for you. Cap right on. That will start a I bite. love the way he recapped that, like... Like at any moment, I'm like, I don't oh, want wait, that in my system. That's different than the other stroke, right? It's a different bottle. Because oh, okay. the one Daniel brought us was 30 years old. Oh, oh, shit. All right. He got it from well, his mom's liquor cabinet. So, what's the consensus? Uh, 30 weight, 40 weight? No, this is crazy. I mean, yeah. like, if you look at the way that, like, if you're trying to judge this like you judge scotch, legs, and you're looking at the legs, and you're like looking at this going, no, this is literally like molasses. This is maple syrup. Molasses, it is. That yeah. Like, this do. is crazy. I've never had a beer where the description actually fits the beer. (laughs) Like, it literally is a Mm. chocolate raspberry cream. Yeah, it is. That's what it is. That's cake. Yeah. It's cake. Did you just call that a creamy pie of beers? Yes. (laughs) It's a creamy pie of beers. (laughs) It's a creamy pie of beers. So, Phil, you texted us all today. Yes, I did. And you said, no limit on your budget. What do you want? Yeah. Right. So what's your fuck you bike? I'll go and, that way. I got and it. I really... I'm not even programmed to think that way. I'm I don't know sick, how to do that. Exactly. So my whole life has always been about like making a bike that's somewhat of a justifiable purchase or buying a thing that I'm like, eh, you know, nobody will be pissed off for me to buy this. I bought that Han... I'm sorry. I bought the Harley Davidson Fat Boy Low Slim. from Helen. 
It's taken a year and a half to do this deal. Wow, she did it, though. She did it. And so she traded us a <clears throat> orange, uh, 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 orange metallic 2014 or so Harley-Davidson Fat Boy Low for a Kimco Grand Vista 250 and a little money on my end. Fair deal. The bike's over there. And then she traded me, and, and Helen's a brain cancer survivor. And being a brain cancer survivor is apparently one step more than being LGBT. Because you're going to love this. Phil is leaving the table and walking to the back of the room. Phil has left the table. He's walking oh, oh, and here to the comes, back of the room. Oh, there's seats. There's seats being. He's bringing a seat to the table. That is at least three feet wide. Have you guys known? Uh, you guys know about the bandana code? The last time I've no. seen a seat like you guys that know the bandana code? was on a fucking so riding bandana lawnmower. Code, bandana code is all about what color bandana you have and what pocket you put it in. What are you flying? Tells people about your sexual proclivities. So I see you have an orange bandana. Oh, I don't even know. I'm right This is a uh, this is a Harley Davidson bandana. I'm oh, right we know what kind of Camaro you are. So apparently, <laughs> I'm a, I'm an exhaustifarian top. So I would have taken you for a power bottom, but excuse me. That would be a uh, anybody who's who's buying a Harley a, is usually a power bottom. That would be a pink. That would be a pink on my left instead of an orange on my right. So I don't know what the I have bandana no idea code. What that means. Oh, Oh my God, we got to look at the bandana code. Okay, hold on, guys. We're going to look up the bandana code. All right. So the bandana code, I love how the, oh, wait, here, oh my God, there's, it's just so, it's just so numerous. Uh, all right. If you here have we no go. bandana, does that mean you're All right, verse? so there we go, guys. Look I'm it up. Reverse. So I'm orange. I'm orange. And I'm worn on my right. Everything, anything, anytime. No, no, I'm on, I'm on my right. So I'm oh. uh, nothing new, nothing now. I'm just cruising. <laughs> All right, that's fair enough. Fair that's enough, totally yeah. me. Oh, Warren so on nothing the left. Okay, so yeah. I'm a right, and, and it says coral. I'm a shrimper. I'm a right. Uh, that means, means you like, I like to, to suck toes. I could be wrong. Oh wait, go ahead. Well, it says say. it says up there. It says if I it's a coral. I mean, would you call that orange or coral? Well, I thought shrimping is when you like to suck cum out of somebody's ass. No, no, shrimping is when you suck <laughs> That's toes. That's felching. That's oh, felching. Excuse me, excuse yeah. me, excuse me. I'm not up on my terminology. Look, Mister, I'm not a welder. Uh, okay, so the uh, so that coral. No, I'm gonna say it's orange, and it's orange. It just says orange. I'm for something. Nothing now. I'm just cruising. Okay. So it is the safest color. Harley Davidson orange is the safest it's color fun. bandana you can have on your right side. Um, that is the bandana. That's the bandana. Uh, I, I'll leave this up here so people can enjoy it. Uh, yeah. Why not? I mean, people should be aware of the hanky code, or they call it a hanky code. Is or this the... a real thing? Yes. I mean, it's real because it's on the Internet. Yep. Oh, it's real because it's on the Internet. It's 100% accurate. Too. It is. It is. Uh, this has been on for a long time. The hanky code, the hanky code, or the bandana code, uh, it's been a long thing. And... Uh, I don't know. I've been around. I've been aware of it. And the blue one, you know, there's there's the black one, which is like a S and M. So if you're black, you're a heavy S and M bottom on the right hand side. Uh, what's bottom and what's... bottom means you like it in your butt, and top uh, means you like, top to means you like putting it in the butt. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. this is all. It's dominant Meryl. versus submissive. 
Yeah, that's a matter. nice way to put it. Anyway, yeah. Female, it's, yeah, it's dominant versus submissive. Females I got a text can, message. Females like, can oh, add yeah. things yeah. to things to make them happen if you need yeah. that to happen. Yeah. So the uh, maroon is uh, uh, maroon. Apparently, is somebody who cuts somebody else, and then on, the, on your word on the right, it's somebody who bleeds. So uh, that's one's a little different because the I okay. do it by yeah. accident all the time. Uh, totally. I, yeah, yeah. I had no idea. So, but what <laughs> you didn't know is as much as the bandana code. If you're not familiar with the bandana code or the hanky code, look it up because it, it is important. Yeah. Um, do not wear. Do not wear a yellow bandana. In your right pocket. Why? Or hanging off your right belt loop. Look up the code. Well, I can't. It's behind me and it hurts. Uh, well, it's okay. It, 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 means, it means you like you like to be peed on. Oh, yeah. yeah well. Exactly. All right. So there you go. But so <clears throat> what you don't know is, you know the yellow ribbon thing? Mm-hmm. Well, the ribbon thing got out of control. You got to tie it around a tree, right? Well, it turns out the <laughs> ribbon thing. <laughs> did you tree. not? There's ribbons for everything. Right. So the autism ribbon, there's an autism ribbon. Right. The autism ribbon is a bunch of puzzle pieces in different colors right. put together because, you know, autistic And there's people. pit bull ribbons, and there's sewing ribbons, and there's, oh, gray on your ass rizzo- ribbons. Rizzons. Rizzons. Okay. What do you think that's for? This is a, this is a, you know, now we will consult. That's a gray ribbon, gray ribbon. Cancer survivor. Oh, hey, here you go. Well, but it turns out that in the gray world of the, uh, it turns out in the gray world of the uh, the sex ribbons, the hanky code, that BSA? means you're either bondage top or fit to be tied if you're in the bandana code. But it turns out in the ribbon, Chris is right. In the butt, it's a I brain said, what, cancer what? survivor. Butt, so said, brain what, what? cancer survivor butt, gets a gray you ribbon. Do it in my butt, in my butt, you want to do it in my butt, in my butt, you want to do it in my butt, in my butt. Well, this is doing it in my brain. <laughs> so it turns out that Helen is a brain cancer survivor. Oh, wow. And so her bike was resplendent. With overtures to the gray ribbon. And in the front, uh, she had some pinstriping done that said, live life. But she said, live going left to right and life going top to bottom like a crossword puzzle, L-I-V-E, L-I-V-F-E. Is that a Russell Daylong seat? No, it is not. It's a Mustang. It is a Mustang. Oh, okay. It's a Mustang seat. Because usually if they have wings and big butt. No, this is just a Harley so, fat boy. Yeah, day longs oh. right. look like this. Yeah, day longs look like literally. They look like a yeah. giant lollipop. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But day-longs, they are comfortable. And they have wings fuck. that go up to your yeah, yeah shoulder blades. Uh, you're not yeah. falling off the bike <laughs> at any time. No, a day a Russell day long saddle literally <laughs> has doors. Yes, it does. <laughs> you it's have to get on them. with a hoist. Yeah. I've got I've got your ass. <laughs> yeah, a Russell day long saddle. You'll never fall off that bike. But ever. have you ever ridden on one? Yes. They're fucking great. They're amazing. They're ugly as yeah. fucking sin. If well, you don't care. Daniel's but... got a Corbin on his BMW. Let's see a picture. And his oh Russell Daylong. I'll show you Russell Daylong. I like that. So That's a good sales BMW. thing. I've got your back. Or, yeah. Maybe, Russell uh, Daylong. We've got your back. Yours? Yeah. Yeah. I've had a few bikes, and they've all been BMWs that have had Russell Daylong saddles. And a Russell Daylong saddle. Or six fifty saddle. Is famous. They, they make everything. That you yeah. Want. There you go. This is it. I'm going to pull it up for you guys. So this is the Russell Daylong. And uh, the Russell Daylong. There's a good sound right there. The Russell Daylong is one of those saddles that you're just like, what the fuck were they thinking? Why did they do that? Here it goes. That's a Russell Daylong. And that's kind of the, the consummate Russell Daylong. 
Always you, has the support. But if you drop your ass in that thing, you're like, oh, I see now. You'll yep. never leave. Yep. Yeah. Okay. A Corbin, when you sit on a Corbin, there, like, it's like the butt paddock? sex for the first time. It's like yeah. hard. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it is. A Corbin, day one, moment one. I know what that's like, by the way, Phil. Hold on. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> okay. This, this is where I Okay. Podcast over. Podcast over. <laughs> Phil's scaring us. He's I'm getting... tapping out. Oh, no. Just wants an intermission. He's got a VHS tape. Oh, God, it's a VHS tape. Blue poodle. Blue oh, poodle. Yeah. My safe word. Blue waffle. <laughs> waffle. All right, there you go. Oh, no, there you, you go. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so that's oh, a Corbin. Shit. That's a Corbin seat off of a GB500. Oh, yeah. That's and, a Corbin. And uh, that, that, I call that seat the Marquita Sad. That that seat. I, I, I like those. I like the super hard seat. Feel that thing. I know, but I had. I ended up with a super hard. I yep. bought one of those Cafe Racer, uh, and I forget the name of it. But it was a it was a knockoff of a very expensive seat cover and pad for a CB750. Right. Mm-hmm. And when I felt it, it was very much like this. Yeah. Yep. Hard but you know shit. what? I rode that bike with that seat on there, and even though it was very firm, yeah, it my ass always felt pretty decent. So. Yep. I won't knock this because I know that this actually can work. Right. Well, they say but that sometimes, like, if a seat's too soft, it causes pucker areas in yep. your ass oh, yeah. compared to something harder. So this that's the Corbin. I like. And so that's the Corbin seat for the GB500, for the Honda GB. And I've owned a few different Honda GBs. And the GB is usually a bike that's set up for one passenger and one passenger only. It's really not a two-person bike. That's yeah. Tw- that's twice as hard as mine is. It's ridiculous. So then this is so this Corbin that I have. So I got this Corbin, I don't know, 30 years ago maybe. And what's funny about this thing is it says comfort cell foam technology. Mm-hmm. Comfort is not the word that comes to mind, mm-hmm. but here's the thing with Corbins. It's but, cell though, it's C E L L the comfort in your cell. The comfort in your jail cell, Chris. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what I can tell you about the comforts, the comfort cells is I've had a number of Corbin seats. And the trick is that a foam seat, a seat that's soft, a seat that has open cell foam, when you sit on it, the air goes out of the, ho- the cells, mm-hmm. and you're sitting on plastic. Right. You're sitting on plastic on top of plastic on top of plastic because every cell, the air leaves. And the air leaves, and then you're just on plastic, literally thousands of layers of plastic on top of each other, and they mm-hmm. feel like shit. And but I they have... they comfortable for the first, like... 30 minutes. They're comfortable in the showroom. Yeah. People sit in the showroom. They sit on a, a, a factory OEM seat, and they're like, oh, this is nice. The trick with a Corbin is a Corbin takes, like, 700 miles. And then you're like, oh. Oh, okay. All right. Probably more than that. And, and the probably big at thing least about, one good rainstorm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. And the thing with the Corbin is I always joke about, like, Corbin seats and Vance and jackets. You need to buy them. At the place where they're made, yeah. and spend all of your money. Yes. So if you buy a Corbin seat and a Vanson jacket, you do it with the people there. My, so be- you- my mesh jacket's a Vanson. Yeah, dude, Vansons yeah. are the best. If you get one made for you, yeah. though, like I that I had <laughs> back in the day, I had my wonderful chrome sleeve, chrome star, yeah. sleepy sea on the bottom, fucking Starboys wannabe right. Vanson jacket. What well, was a Vanson jacket? And right. I had it made at Vanson. Right. And I I crashed at 105 miles an hour in a stoppy, and I'm still here talking right. to you. Like I didn't have any abrasions, anything. I broke my collarbone and stuff, but yeah. that jacket, those jackets are no joke. It man. is a thing in the motorcycle industry, and I'm going to say this as a bullshit person that I'm in. 
If you buy a Corbin seat from Corbin, from Mike Corbin in California, and you go there with your bike and you show up, and hey, I'm a dick with a bike, and here's my ass, measure me and build me a seat, yeah. you're probably going to have the greatest seat ever been built, ever. And I've had Sargents, I've had Russell Daylongs, I've had all kinds of seats. And the seats that I've sat on that were Corbin seats, yes, initially they're harder than Chinese algebra. But in the long run, they seem to work. Those Russell Daylong seats, again, they look horrible, but every time I've ever had a BMW that had a Russell Daylong on it, and I swear to God, every, three of the BMWs I've owned came with the receipt for the fucking Russell Daylong. So apparently what you did was you bought your BMW, you took the seat off when it was around Christmas, and you weren't going to ride your bike, you mailed the thing off to New York, and the guys at Russell would rebuild your seat for you and mail it back. And it cost you something like $900 back in year of our Lord, 1978, which was like the price of a small house. And I've owned three motorcycles that had the Russell Daylong seats on it. And those things are, they're hideous to look at. And you can't, like, you can't fall across the bike and have any natural thing happen to you because the, the, little, the goddamn thing's got wings like a fucking maxi pad. Like, it's a not normal seat. But that's, they do work. That, my fat ass is what, that's exactly what it needs. Yeah. And it's like the tractor seat mentality. Like old Ford tractors have a metal seat. A bucket. It's literally a metal seat with holes stamped in it. Yet you can sit on that goddamn thing for eight, nine hours. Because it distributes the load across a giant thing. And you're not getting hot spots from sitting on it at any particular point. I tried to call my buddy Kevin. Yeah. Who worked for Vanson for yes, a number of years. Yes, he did. But he did not answer. So. Oh, Kevin. Yeah. We love you, Kevin. The uh, He actually took a, uh, interestingly enough, an old family couch, leather family couch, mm -hmm. ripped the, the leather off of the couch. Off the old couch? Took it into the work and, and handed it to the people who do all the Get the fuck out of here. And they made him this fucking awesome jacket out of an old leather couch. Advance it. Yeah. Yeah, Just I mean, yeah, so you look brown, at... It yeah. was a brown couch like yeah. that. And I mean, like, that, that's the great idea. If you've got some old hide that you really don't know what you want to do with or anything else, like, the idea of making it into a saddle or whatever is great, and I'm sitting on it right now. It's kind of funny. But the... Uh, but yeah, i got to give it to... I've had a couple of bikes that had Corbin seats on them, and initially, at first blush, these things are harder than a fucking rock. But after a while, they do, they do sit into your butt. So anybody here ever take a... Uh, memory foam, yep. like a pillow, the real stuff from Tempur-Pedic, and yep. take it outside in the cold. Mm. It uh -oh. gets harder than a rock. Well, yeah. You pull that out of the freezer for the next pillow <coughs> fight, and you will give everybody in the room a You'll fucking win. concussion. <laughs> hey, we're going to have a pillow fight. You motherfuckers with your fucking Caspers and your memory Tempur-Pedic shit, you stay at home. I don't want you anywhere near my pillow fight. That's unfair. That's that's an unlawful use of force continuum. Yeah, so that's that's that. The uh, so yeah, that's uh, that's pretty fun. We get that. I have a single. Yeah, Russell with yeah. a with a two piece. Yeah, and the thing is awesome. I mean, you can go all day with it. With the Russell, but you know Honda, that Africa Twin. Yeah, they use that closed cell phone yep. in their new seats, and that you can do all day. Like yep. we rode for what ten hours or eleven hours <laughs> right. that other day. Yep. Yeah, closed cell phone. The idea is instead of those little holes emptying out. And the air leaving, the air stays in. Right. So the air stays in, and you're always on a compressible source. And I can't. I yeah. was trying to look it up on my phone, but yeah. 
Um, the last seat I had on my NC700 that I thought was amazing, I think it's like Seat Comfort or Seat... What is that SC company? Seat Comfort or Comfort Seat? Is it? Seat Comfort or I'm not familiar, like but... Yeah. But, like, they're a custom seat, and they use closed cell foam. Game changer for me on that bike. Wow. It was amazing. But then on my Super Tenray, I had a Saddleman, which goes back to, like, the, bi- the bicycle thought mm-hmm. of making sure your sit bones are free. Right. So, like, the seat has a tunnel in the middle of it to keep your sit bones mm-hmm. from actually sitting on it, and that was great. But a guy offered me 400 bucks for it, so I said And it, it disappeared. Yep. yep. So now I'm back to the stock seat. I, I but, feel you. you know, hey. the, uh, so we were talking momentarily about the fuck-off bike. Yep. The bike that was, like, straight-up legit, I don't give a fuck, this is the bike I want to have, and money, not really an issue. Um we're going to give you guys an unlimited budget, literally a no fucking budget. Um, and that's, that's kind of the, the intention of this today is, uh, you know, Liza calls it an up the butt bike, but an up the butt bike can just be something you want. But this isn't, this is an, a license to spend other people's money. Uh, there's a, there's a few bikes in the world that, I've identified as being bikes that I personally just get goofy for. There's there's bikes that that I just can't I can't figure out why radiator. I like them. Yeah, yeah. And uh, <clears throat> for me, uh, in my world and the weird stuff I like, I've always liked big, stupid, powerful V twins. I've always liked these bikes that are like just irresponsibly powerful ridiculous and nobody did that better than the honda rc51 and the rc51 was this bike that just that from the day it came out it was just irretrievably stupid fast and it was stupid powerful and it was really really cool and a long and short of it is it's it's just a cool thing and great bike yeah and there was a bike that was built uh based on the rc51 and they were called the uh, Black Eagle Cruiser and the Black Eagle Lightning, or the Black Lightning S sport bike. I came in at just the right time. I'm going to learn something. Yeah. And these were back in t- 2002. And this is one of those things of uh, this designer, Mr. Lee, had come up with this um, ridiculously cool bike. And... He was a, 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 a Japanese engineer that decided to take the unmistakable power of the RC51 V-Twin. Oh, that's why it has the split radiators. And match it to the chassis and the frame design of a Vincent uh, motorcycle. And I really got to say that this is one of those things that when this thing hit, uh, it was crazy. And Mr. Lee started in 1991, or I'm sorry, 94, trying to buy up like rights to the Vincent name and everything else. And these these prototypes started popping up in 2002. And there was uh, one called the Black Eagle Cruiser, and there was a Black Lightning Sport Bike. Now on the right, you see the Black Lightning Sport Bike. And to the left and a little bit lower, you see the Black Eagle Cruiser. The Cruiser, to me, never looked right. The gas tank's at a weird angle. I never cared for it. Negative. But the, the Lightning S that you see, the special feature at Quail, always been a thing that I'd be like, 
I just thought that bike from day one were just perfect. Uh, there's just never been anything wrong with them. And I, I've ridden a lot of RC51s. They're crazy. They're ridiculous. Um, I really, really like the Black Lightning. I have a bike I'd like to Google next. And after this. And it's, to me, so for me, fuck you money, it's one of those deals that if I were to show up with, nobody's going to give a shit about the money I spend, that's probably going to be the bike that I buy to be the bike in my garage. And, yeah, okay, first of all, Mr. Lee's dead. Yeah. So, you know, he, he was killed. Um, he was killed on motorcycles. Like, that's how he met his end. And he's a guy that, if you read the stories about Mr. Lee, it's, his name is L.I., L.I. And uh, if you look at his story, it's a really, really great story about a guy who loved motorcycles as much as any of us do. And these bikes that he built, and every bike was built by hand. Every single one of them was That's what sweet. you see. And to me, getting my hands on one of these particular bikes, um, I love them. I just, I really think they're super badass, and I'd be proud to own any single one of these bikes. Uh, he was a guy who lived, ate, and breathed motorcycles, and he died doing what he loved best. He died riding motorcycles. So um, that, to me, the, the Black Eagle, but more importantly, I think, to me, it's the Black Lightning. I think the Black Lightning and the, the Sport, that's just, you know, it's, it's covered in Italian chrome. It's all carbon fiber. It's it's audacious and badass so there you go that's mine so that's the one i would like anyone else daniel i really have no idea i mean even after thinking about it i have some know, ideas the only thing i've kind of always wanted to own that's a you know a, you know kind of on obtainium is the, uh, I think it's called the RE5, the Suzuki rotary motorcycle. <laughs> and it's just like yeah. idiotic that I want one. Well, that's you, very obtainable, though. I it, mean, they're out there. Yeah. They're not yeah, that getting weird. One, right. The parts to make it run. A uh, friend, well, yep. I can put you in touch with the right guy if you're right. really interested. We do, we do know people. Eastside Bob. Eastside Bob, yeah, exactly. So we've known a couple of people who've had these bikes roaming around. And uh, again, so. From 1974 to 1976, this bike was available here in America. And uh, don't let the name fool you. It's not really a 500cc motorcycle. It's called an RE5. But rotary math doesn't work like regular math. So rotaries don't get measured the same way that normal piston-powered bikes do. And this thing in 1974, I think it was, mm -hmm. this thing produced 62 horsepower out of what they calculated as being something like 500 RP or 500 cc's, but it's not. It's a Wankel rotary, so that immediately means that it's, it's not... It's a three-stroke. Yeah, it's... <laughs> <laughs> and so 62 horsepower and 55 foot-pounds of torque, give or take, right? And these things were weird, and... But what they do is they spin, and they spin really weird. Um, they're not... Particularly, I mean, everybody's like, oh, they rev to a million. They don't really rev to a million. They they do produce a lot of torque at 3,500 RPM the or so. The rotary motor yep. is best suited 
for running at about 3,000 RPM. Forever. 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 So yeah, it don't was rev used it. in the Air Force. Yep. Like, uh, they use rotary motors for generators on airplanes yep. and stuff like that. Exactly. And it was a fantastic motor for that. And I was actually thinking whenever you when we were looking at the, the hybrid motorcycle, yep. the Kawasaki two-stroke four-cylinder, that actually that would have been better as a rotary that just sits there and runs at like three oh, yeah. at an optimal RPM. They generate. they generate, you know, that's the best usage for them. Have you ever gone to a bank and put your checks and cash in a little cylinder tube, a pneumatic tube, and you put it in the bank and it goes, and then like one second later, the the person working in the bank has your tube full of cash and checks and shit. And they say, hang on, we'll be right with you. That's right. And they walk away. And they (laughs) (laughs) Well, they take one of those tubes and they made it into the speedometer cluster. So the speedometer cluster in RE5 is literally a vacuum tube complete with O-rings and there's a roll-top desk plastic cover on those. And this is one of my favorite quirks and features of any weird fucking motorcycle. Didn't but didn't Honda it? do that, too, on the, the one Goldwing, right? The Sandcast Goldwings early on had those fucking dashes? Oh, I don't know. We'll have to ask Mr. Hoffer no, when he wakes it, up. Did, the, uh, didn't they call that the soup can? The soup can. Yeah. So, yeah, so the uh, so the... If you look at the speedometer, the speedometer legitimately has, it's a cylinder, and it has, for some reason, a blue plastic cover that you would never need to open up because you can see the gauges through the cover just fine, right? Uh, But then you can open the cover, and you can open the cover to see the gauges inside of it. It's just so fucking weird. And that is, like, that's one of my favorite things. I've had one of these. I've owned one of these for about three weeks, and I rode it around, and its power was okay, but it smoked a lot, which told me that it was wearing out. And it turns out with rotary motors, they tend to wear out kind of frequently, and there's not much you can do to rebuild them. So once they start wearing out, they're just done, and it's time to buy a new one. So, and if somebody would like to challenge me about that on the podcast or podcast listeners, please I'd like do. To challenge you? Please do. I mean, like, I, uh, when I was in high school, my story about rebuilding rotary motors yep. starts with a Wankel lawnmower engines. I was tasked with, you know, I took power tech, so I filled up all my, I was in the, you know, go to college curriculum, but I also filled up all my study halls with uh, shop classes, welding, and everything like that. The, uh, I was tasked with, here's bins full of three or four of these Wankel lawnmower engines. Right. You must build one. I was the first person in 12 years to put one together and make it run. Wow. So what company made Wankel lawnmowers? Well, Wankel. This, this was this was a Wankel. It was <laughs> they were Wankel. They said Wankel on them. So, yes. So maybe the same company that made the Wankel Hercules motorcycle, which is where you really want to go with your RE5. You should just bump right into the Hercules, Hercules 2000, yeah. which is the ultimate rotary motorcycle to own. But I was able to do it, and it, it honestly, you're looking at the motor is, you know, so you have the, what you I forget what they call that, the rotor? The rotor. You have yeah. the rotor. It's on in the shape apex, of a delta. On each yeah. apex of the rotor, yeah. there is a spring and a seal, yep. and then on each curvature of that is another spring and a seal. So it's really a, compli- it's a little bit complicated. It's not just a piston ring on a no. piston, but each little surface of that apex has a spring and a seal. So what I did with all these four motors is went through, I mic'd each spring and seal. I made a whole collection of an appropriate seal, spring and seal kit to put on the apex. I put it together, but once you have all that kind of figured out and what you're doing there, 
It goes on a concentric gear shaft that's going to rotor around in like a figure eight shaped thing. And it's really just a combustion chamber. So it's three different plates. One that has the, the figure eight shape and then two plates that go onto it. It wouldn't be awfully difficult for a single rotor hmm? air cooled. Right. Like that wasn't too hard. The biggest problem, why nobody had ever really been able to put one together is they just didn't fucking give it a try. But here's the problem. Look up the picture. Yeah. So Wankel was part of, you know, DKW, which is some of the greatest East German Soviet communist bloc, Warsaw Paction, whatever the fuck you want to call it. That motorcycle is ugly by Trabant standards. That's what you say. That bike is ugly by Ural standards. No, that bike not. is ugly by Steve Hoffert standards. It's beautiful. That bike, look at that bike. That <laughs> bike like is it. fucking <laughs> disgusting. You know that, to me? That bike looks like it ran over that, a vacuum cleaner. That looks as hot as a fresh set of points to me. That bike looks like shit. Fuck you. It looks like a <laughs> Honda laydown motor. That looks See the like, carburetor on top? The carburetor on top. Like it's ready to fucking take off and go to the moon. Fuck that you. That thing yeah. looks like, like... His name is no. Hercules, you fucking pussy. That is a horrible looking <laughs> motorcycle. No, no matter how Fuck. bad it looks, you still get to say the word wankle. Wankle. And that's really all it is. I'm they put the word wankle right inside. On my Hercules. Look, the problem is it says, it says wankle on the side and it says DKW on the gas that tank. That thing is a 2000. What the fuck is a DKW? Don't. It, it is a parade of failure. Kick. <laughs> Don't touch Wankel. Damn yeah, motherfucker. Right. Kick your ass. That <clears> thing <throat> is, yeah, it, it, yeah, yeah, it doesn't kick weakly. Uh, that, that is a horrible looking motorcycle. That thing. I disagree 100%. Look at that I thing. Agree. What I is on the front it. of that motorcycle? What is on Come the front on. of that motor? Fuck it. That You're looks like shit. shit. On the fucking Wankel that looks like garbage. Look I'm at this guy. I'm wondering if anybody ever made a They stole a the Honda. Look at the gas tank. They stole the gas tank design no, from I Honda. Even, you know what? I yeah. even question your credentials oh, as a motorcycle. Fucking piece fucking of shit. That is a piece of garbage. That motorcycle is shit. When you look at the Suzuki. You own goddamn look at the Suzuki. The Suzuki is sexy. That fucking thing is. Well. The Suzuki is sexy. I didn't say the Hankle was more sexy than the Suzuki. The Hankle looks like a bad night out. But oh. if you pull up on one of those Wankles, you're one of a million compared to like a thousand guys. Yeah, you know what? Here's fucking. the problem. You show up on a Wankle, you know who you're going to talk to? 76-year-old guy. <laughs> oh, and that's not who you're, you're going to talk to on an RE5. <laughs> no, you're true. You're yeah. absolutely right. right. You're right. right. You're right. You might as well be riding yeah. your yeah. keys. All right, Smith, yeah. what's your bus? I'm going to pass. You're passing? Yeah. I'm Chris Smith just bought a monkey. I know. He has truly spent as much money as you can spend on a stupid motorcycle. Yeah. Well, no, he almost bought a Janus. <laughs> which looks like like uh, I well, and, I, and I, I still may buy the Janus. Oh, All right, so, so kiss my ass. So so what, why wouldn't you buy if you had an unlimited budget? Why wouldn't you buy a real board track racer and just have that as your collector's bike or something? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I mean, the the, the, the Janus J exists. The J Anus looks like a Harrington Richardson shotgun. Yeah. Like, every part of it looks like the shotgun I had that my grandfather gave me when I was 16 years old. And it had, like, a really nice, like, Damascus, you know, side cases yeah. and stuff. The receiver group was all, like, cool. And you're looking at the barrel. Flame blued. Yeah, it's flame blued. And you're like, oh, this flame is really blade. cool. I got a 20-gauge shotgun, single shot, and the whole deal. That's what a Janus is, right? That, that bike is truly a single-barreled 20-gauge Right. Break open shotgun. Mm -hmm. It's the first one we all got. It's the first one that was given to us. And we were like, we have a gun. Like, 
Like you knew when you it's had your very first, highly functional. It literally had a hammer and a hinge. Yeah. And that was it. it. And you put a shell in it, you'd slam that sumbitch closed, and you could take a bird out of the air or a squirrel out of the air with that thing. And that's what a Janus is. A Janus is a motorcycle by definition. It's a tool. It does its thing. And it's even got the Earl's front forks and everything else to prove that it's in touch with its heritage. Now, that being said, the man just bought a monkey, which is a fuel-injected tribute to nostalgia. So it's like, it's all of that, like, it's a Wurlitzer jukebox, that runs on MP3s only. Right. Right. Yeah. It's it is the bubbles and the whole deal of a wordless jukebox, except for the fact there's no 45s in it. It's literally just loaded with nine million songs off of <laughs> Spotify. Right. Well, I yeah. for one think you made the right decision hundred percent. Yes, I agree. Yeah. The yeah. Wurlitzer jukebox that plays nine billion songs on Spotify is much better than a replica Wurlitzer. That plays the Fisher Price that gets classic stuck, records. That gets stuck and fucking <laughs> fucks up about a month into it. The and plays band, nothing but what's the rubber band plays nothing but Cats in the Cradle by Cats Stevens. <laughs> That's the only thing it plays. I can play that without a fucking Wurlitzer. <laughs> All right, what's your bike? You got a kid? Sleepy. No, that's me. What's your fucking bike? What bike? Your fucking your dream bike. bike, your million dollar dream bike. I so just gave you a million. What's the one we talked about? A million dollar bike. bike. No, that one we were talking about when I was here. You want the Y two K? I have no idea. Yeah. Remember we were talking about it. Was that is, was that the show that they had the semi? Oh shit! Yeah, we were talking about, and I wasn't sure. So I thought it was the Roland Sands booth. Oh. So, but it wasn't. We uh, were at the motorcycle show, and there was somebody building <sighs> fucking badass customs. Yeah, what the fuck? And was that? Steve was particularly drawn to them, but I I thought it was Roland Sands because Roland Sands has kicked together a bunch of flat no, trackers no, and cool no. shit. This is but a, it wasn't. That's like a sixty thousand dollars. Oh, are you talking about the Confederates? Confederates. The Confederates. He likes the Confederates. The Confederates. Now I will give you that. Which Hold is on. now it's called, Curtis. Now it's called. It's Curtis Motorcycles. Thank you. Thank you. Yep. Right. Curtis being famous for the V eight motorcycle that they built out of a. Curtis Aircraft Engine. Yep, one of exactly. The fastest bikes yep. in its day. So the Curtis. Or I think wasn't that the first bike to make 100 mile an hour in its day. Like yeah, I think so. yeah, in its day. So we'll pull up this here. Give me a second while I uh, reconfabulate the confabulator. Look at that fucking sexy Hercules. Wasn't the Curtis Engine uh, World War II airplane? Oh well, Curtis started. <clears throat> so most airplanes have their roots in Curtis. So, but this was the guys that ran the Curtis uh, 18 wheeler right by our booth. Yep. And so they had a couple of different things, but I thought this one was cool because it had the visible, um, it had the visible gas tank and it had the visible crankcase and had the visible bottom end and the motor with the gear drives. Um, I thought this was a beautiful bike and every bike they had at the display that year was just fucking bad ass. And he said he rides the shit out of it. He his. does. He said he and put like 50,000 yeah. miles on his bike yeah. or something. And like he does an electric too. So they do an electric where they took not <laughs> one but two zero motors. They took two zero 116 foot pounds of torque motors. Because wow. you Looks need like that. The they have 200. Yes, it does. <laughs> thank you. It has 232 torques. The Hades. <laughs> yeah, it's called the right Hades. To hell. It's totally the Wankel. It's dude. just a dick. It's yeah. just I mean, a, it's it's a wankle. Yeah. That's a very <laughs> looks more like a butt plug than a dick. <laughs> it looks like you took a one-ounce slug and hung it from a motorcycle, a toy motorcycle. And that is the Curtis Hades. That's the Hades. And uh, they really... Uh, Curtis has done some weird shit. Uh, that V8, which is an inline uh, configuration, V8 motorcycle, uh, that's all electric. So that motorcycle, so Curtis has really done some really cool shit. 
And Curtis has a history for pulling on some, pulling off some really, really wild stuff. There's a, um, there's another V8 motorcycle, and that's a Curtis from back in the day. Wow. So uh, Curtis has a history of building some really, really cool motorcycles. And if you look at there, there's a 19, a 20s era V8 motorcycle. The, the I Glenn like those handlebars. Museum up yeah. near Hammondsport, New yeah. York, is just full of Curtis motorcycles, all kinds of motorcycles. That's a really good museum. Great so museum. did you get a chance to go to that? Um, that particular museum is amazing. And plus, it's good riding around there. So everything around that particular museum is fantastic. How about that for a riding position <laughs> for a V8 motorcycle? Brilliant. Yeah. Is that the one he went like 130 miles an yeah. hour on yeah. Daytona Beach? Daytona Beach that? made a world speed record on the sand. So they, uh, so he yeah, that guy. He was rolling in the sand. He was, he was legit straight up. The, uh, that was the world speed record. Uh, yeah, so that's pretty. Pretty fucking cool. The, uh, so, yeah, I, I, do, I do give him credit for the Curtis stuff is badass. It's, it's super cool. The, uh, the modern Curtis stuff, because that was all that Confederate shit. So the Confederate stuff all decided to have a rebrand, uh, a renaming. And they went ahead and they were like, yeah, we can't really call this stuff Confederate in today's society. And that well, was before all well the done shit. Well done, you. Oh, yeah, of course it was. It was well, a couple years before. Look, the Confederate... Um, the Hellcat. This is the Hellcat. If you guys take a look right there. Mm -hmm. So the Hellcat has that semicircular, that arched back, and the bizarre front end. Uh, so that's the Hellcat. And I've ridden one or two of these guys. I've had a customer of mine that had me sell one of these for him in consignment. And uh, these are weird motorcycles. Like, this is bonkers stuff. The Hellcat was a weird bike. That's Rob Report motorcycle. Yeah. Really. Yeah, you're right. And this was like the guy that owns uh, Benchmark Cabinets. Okay. Yeah, uh, here in Ohio. Uh, he had one of these, and I, I helped him sell it. You know, and, and I rode the thing around for a couple of days, and I was like, wow, this thing's insane. And it's dumb. But <laughs> it was, I think it was something like $64,000. Oh, yeah. And if you yeah. drive it to Quaker State, eight miles yes. to go to your, yeah. your bike night, you'll be the, everyone the thinks you're cool. Guy yeah, everyone world, thinks man. you're cool. I didn't take it to Quaker State because, again, okay. no Camaro. The, uh, if you were riding that Hankle, everybody would think you were cool. Yeah. <laughs> Hercules. The Hercules. You mean the Wankle? The Hercule. Because I have a Hankle. The Hercule Ankle. The Hercule Ankle. Do you have a Jankle? No, I got a Wankle. Okay. I got a Hankle. Because a Vajankle's a thing. A Vajankle? Yeah, look that up. I don't want to look that up. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what a Vajankle is. Oh, you got to look it up. Oh, you're fucking terrible. <laughs> it's I'm a looking thing. up a jankle. It's is it with a G or a J? Va jankle. But it should be a uh, V A J A N K L E. Why? Just do it. I don't want to. It's already up there. It's a terrible <laughs> idea. <laughs> Why would you How do you know that? about that? That's <laughs> a terrible idea. You said you know flashlight earlier, and that's worse. Uh, right. Oh, that's terrible. <laughs> that's like shrimping? <laughs> Fleshlight? That's a thing, dude. <clears throat> what color hanky does that get? I don't know. I'm so confused. <laughs> a brown striped one. I'm so terrible. Like, that's a terrible... Look at that. Oh, my that God. That exists. Somebody wanted that. That image right there on the right is going to stay in my mind for a very, very long time. Yeah. That's disgusting. That's awful, man. That's awful. Oh, my God. So, damn it. So I John, was like... Oh, John. John, 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 John. What's so, your, what's your, what's your uh, no excuses bike? Well, okay, so after I've already bought an Vince uh, Black Shadow, <laughs> yeah. and after I've already bought a Bro Superior SS1000. Rough. And an SR5. And after I've and also a bought a, probably <laughs> a four-cylinder Indian. Yeah, you do like I those. I definitely need yeah. a 4.4. You like you know? those, yeah. 
And after I've already bought <laughs> a, a Wankle Hercules 2000, <laughs> and after I've already bought an RC 166, yeah, that that a, uh, a six-cylinder Honda race bike. Oh shit! So after I've already bought those, and also maybe I'll buy an AJS V4 liquid-cooled supercharged. Uh huh. So uh -huh. I, after uh -huh. I have all those in my collection, the bike that I want is the Mugen. MVR 1000. But, oh, God damn it. Okay, all right. All right. You gotta, I, I, I really wanted to do the, the four-cylinder, inline four-cylinder Cleveland. We could do that. That'd be, uh, there's yeah, nothing more we, fantastic. Had to be new. But the bike Clean. that I want is County area a, garage sale. That's an unobtainable. Slightly used, well-cleaned, $80. If you look up Mugen MVR It's an MVR. 1, yeah, it's the MVR. Yeah, it's it's the MVR. And, yeah, and it's, yeah. Right. <laughs> There's cars, light bulbs. It's cars and shit, light bulbs. It's not as cool as the... No, it, no. I would definitely take it. A, yeah. No, it's a Honda. Yeah. No, it's a Mugen. It's a Mugen, right. That's a good-looking bike. Yeah. Yep. That's a bike that never got built. No, it never got built. Nope, never. And it's the same thing. It's the RC51 vein. It's the whole idea of that Japanese technology building an amazing motorcycle. And, it, and that's absolutely true, but... Yeah, it, it's it's a great example of that. That's that's but probably, but yeah. that bike never really got produced. No, so you're never still got getting produced. that bike. Yep. yep. So my fallback. So now, if I had to choose between now, do you? But idiot, do you know about Mugen? So should we? We should I tell mean, people they about modern, Mugen. I mean, modern right. Mugens are are excellent right. too. So I mean, Mugen. So if you can think of the Skunk Works, right? The right. idea of a Skunk Works. Um, everything that Soshiro Honda did. <laughs> that was Soshida Honda's thing was all like Honda. Like, it was just Honda. And then... It's like the Buell of Harley-Davidson. Yes, it wasn't is. wasn't this his son? His yes, son designed it's his son. Yeah. So, right. So, Mugen was all Soshido's son. And you look at all of that stuff, and if you're an Isle of Man fan, the, um, the electric motorcycles that race at the Isle of Man, all of the electric motorcycles that are killing it, I mean... Destroying it at Isle of Man. Those are all Mugen. And so everybody's like, oh, the fastest bikes around the racetrack, you know, or the electric motorcycles and everything else. Um, those are all Mugen. And the amount of time and effort that they've put into making motorcycles go around the Isle of Man using just electricity, not gasoline. Um, they don't say Honda on the trailer. Honda is like... The corporate overlords have to be happy. Mugen is like, get freaky. Yeah. Mugen is like, ball gag? We're okay with that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's good. We like that. Oh, what do you want to do? You want to do something irresponsible? Let's put the Mugen name on it. And so the Mugen name goes on anything that Honda does that is completely outlandish. And it is like TRD for Toyota, except for TRDs like, like TR, Toyota Racing Division, the name's right there. Mugen is this kind of deal. It's like it's it's Soshido's son, and it's like, yeah, go ahead, spend some money, make some weird shit. Yep. And it is. It's the freaky deaky underbelly. And so if you look at this particular bike, and I'll pull it up real quick, um, there's one bike that they did that I can't get over. And <clears throat> because it has the RC-166 that John was talking about, sort of built into the design of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, 
Yeah, there's something about the red bike with the silver fairing and the green number on the side. I don't care if it's powered by a fucking rubber band. I will always get in line behind whatever the fuck has that paint scheme on it. I'll always be like, oh, I'm going to walk over and talk about that. Because, like, that TT Zero, when they did that, that thing's badass. That what does look at? sweet. Yeah. Look at that top left corner. So, yeah, so this, uh, this is the, yeah, the E-Monster. This thing's been kicking around for a long time. That, uh, that thing's been around in a lot of different formats. Skeletonized body yeah, work. Skeletonized body work, looking very much like just a carcass dragged out of the Jurassic. desert. Yeah, very Jurassic. That's cool. Yeah, very, very cool. But yeah, so the, the Mugen, the Mugen uh, that 1000cc that John pulled out, yeah, that takes my fucking, my black eagle and, and does it one more. Because that was with the, that was with the authorization of Soshido. Honda himself or his family. So, yeah, that was the authorized... Black Eagle was pretty fucking cool, too. Yeah, I didn't didn't even know that Black Eagle existed, so that's where I learned something tonight. Yeah, well, and that's it. So that's it. What do you got, Steve? You know, I think we should go... Everybody should have an Indian four-cylinder. Yeah, baby, okay with that. Round of Indian four-cylinders. Well, the thing is, I mean, like, if you have a million bucks for a motorcycle, you have a lot of options. You really do. We're not even saying you need a million. Yeah, right. Right? We're not saying we're not putting a limit on it. That's if you guys want to see the picture behind you, that's the nineteen twenty nine Cleveland Century. And so the Cleveland Century is an inline four cylinder motorcycle made right here in uh, the mistake on the lake. And No, I, no, no. Yeah, it's true. The butthole of the, the world. The butthole of the world. <laughs> <laughs> Don't call it the mistake on the lake when it's really the butthole of the world. Thank you, Jack. Um, yeah, the 1929 Cleveland is a really beautiful motorcycle. Yep. And it's always been one of those things where I've always been like, huh, I wonder if someday I could ever come across an inline four-cylinder motor that would look that good well, in a motorcycle. If you'll recall, when we were talking about Discovery Channel bike builds and stuff, there was a certain someone. Yeah. Who wanted to take a six-cylinder Kawasaki yep. motor, turn it sideways, yeah. put it in a gold wing frame, yep. and call it the Cleveland Six. Yep, the Cleveland Six. Yeah. Because if you look up at that... Because that would be so easy. It <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. The cylinders are all rotating the correct direction anyway. I don't know. No big deal there. Make it happen. Yep. There was so, that bike at the show. It was a Mercedes 5, inline 5. Did you see that one? Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, that was awesome. Diesel. Yeah. It was diesel, diesel inline five cylinder Mercedes. That engine's yeah. massive though. And yeah, so the I mean we we're I talking saw a rocket the Rocket Three Roadster or whatever they're calling that's the sport bike Rocket yeah. Three yeah, the new sp- on the road yeah. and it was the skinniest little guy riding this thing. I mean it was like <laughs> oh, you know, typical coat hanger right. kid. It's like, oh my God. <laughs> and he's well they, you know, kids today they don't build them like they used right. to. <laughs> That's why I say, like, my buddy's friends, and I'm like, dude, their, their clothes are, ha- they look like they're a coat hanger, and their clothes are just hanging on them. But, the, uh, uh, yeah. That, uh, we've got a couple of customers that have the Rocket 3s, the new, the newer ones, and it is funny. I've gotten to ride one, and the new ones are spectacular. The old ones were just a, it was like a boss hoss. It was one of those things that was like, it was just too big for its own goddamn good. The, uh, it, it, it's a funny, like, the new ones are really, really good bikes to ride. They're cool because they are literally a 2,500cc motorcycle. It's 2.5 liters. It's obscene. 
Who's making? Uh, any, is anybody making anything bigger than that? No, no, no I don't. Well, it's a Boss Haas, yeah. the reigning champion, right? Well, it's a five point two liter. Yeah, because yeah. a Boss Haas is any Chevy motor you want to put right into their bullshit frame. Most of them were with Corvette motors, two speed right? torque flight transmission. Right. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <clears throat> Can you pull up a BMW R five? Of course. So I, I have the internet. Said that's a beautiful bike too. Wait, in the ketchup and mustard paint scheme? No, just the. Oh, oh! You mean the original? The original, like the original. toaster yeah. tank. Yeah, the original. The engine on the R5 is is beautiful. It is, and it's one of those things that we talked about the new BMW R1800 oh, being a yes. tribute, and then it turned out to be a zit on Sasquatch's ass. Uh, the new BMW did not do a good job of replicating no. this motorcycle. So the BMW R5 is. A lovely motorcycle by any beautiful. standard. It's a beautiful bike, and it's minimalist. And it's uh, the bar end levers, the cantilevered seat. There's so many things about that bike that are so good. And then BMW produced this piece of shit. Well, they they teased you with they, that piece. No, of shit. yeah. Well, they didn't even. Yeah, Would they BMW they just did actually that job. produced that. No, they the one they produced looks that like a Harley. Better. That's what they rolled out, and that's yeah. what you thought you This was get. the first one. If you look up here right now, that's what they promised they were going to give you. Prototype. Yeah, and then they did, in fact, come in your mouth. Yeah. And the check didn't, the check didn't cash, <laughs> and it turned out to be a giant, giant lame fuck around with some bullshit LaPera seat on it. And it, like, it ended up being a real fucking nightmare. Yep. The, uh, the new BMW, <laughs> you know, had it been something like this... It probably wouldn't have been the worst thing, but the fact is that what we're supposedly getting is actually, um, we'll, we'll bring in a proper, because these are all, again, it's still, when you type that in, you still get the prototype Maybe pictures. Maybe looking one. Yeah, but what you're actually going to end up with is the more Harley-Davidson-looking one, or the more Harley-Tribute one. Uh, yeah, so, and we're not even getting the giant weird exhaust either, so... Yeah, it's it's unfortunate, but we're not getting the real version of the bike. We're getting sort of the it's been rubbed on by Milwaukee version. Gross. It really is. I mean, you look oh, at that's that horrible. and you're like, that's not really what we were promised. That's just another version of a Harley. Yeah. So that's it. So it's what do you got? New. I'd take a Harley over that any day. Yeah, yeah it's definitely. true. It is true. That's that's like absolutely that, true. That, uh, the one they came out with in the the 90s, the 1100 that was, yep. no, the 12, it was a Gorgo You mean the cruiser? Yeah. The, the R1200C? Yeah. The one yeah. that was California. in the, the James Bond movie? Terrible. R1200C. Honestly, uh, I will tell you guys a secret about the R1200C. So here's the secret about the R1200C. In that particular year, they sold more of those than any other bike in America or any other BMWs that they've ever sold. So this bullshit R1200C, wait for it, here it comes. I don't know. That I mean, bike I sold. It's good looking, but it's unique and it's kind of cool. That bike sold apparently really, really, really well. And as much as we all hate it and everybody thinks it's a piece of shit, it sold. People bought that shit. And. I don't. I mean, I've ridden them. And these in, are changing hands for like twenty five hundred bucks yeah, these days. Yeah, easily. Yeah, it's the cheapest way you can buy a, an R twelve hundred. Almost every ad says willing to add cash. 
<laughs> we'll my, let you have a go at my can, wife. My wife can give you a handy. Yep. Yeah. Um, I've heard that one before. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so if you look We're at this R1200C like right here, you guys take a look at the uh, R1200 that's up on the screen. You see those leather-covered plastic bags on the back? Yep. Don't ever have to replace those. Because it turns out the bags are worth more than the motorcycle. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah at this point. So if, yeah. you have, if you lay your R1200C down and you fuck up your factory BMW leather-covered, and they're literally plastic bags with leather wrapped over them. Call if, shade. If you fuck that shit up. Scratched. You're fucked. I told a customer of mine, I was like, well, I did find you a left bag. It's (laughs) $1,200. And he was like, and after three weeks, he was like, fuck it, order it. Really? Yeah. So I ordered him, and then we had to pay money to have the locks rekeyed. Oh, jeez. Oh, insult to injury. Yeah. So those, that shit, like that bike that's right there in that picture, that is a tribute to failure. Like that, that bike, the back seat, really beautiful, awesome bike. I I, I really don't know what you're talking about. (laughs) I mean, I'd buy one of those in a heartbeat. It has everything. It has spoked wheels and tubeless tires. It has triple awesome giant Brembo brakes. It's shaft drive. Yes. It's an R12, 1200 oil head. Yes. But when you ride that bike and it's got the telelever with the giant spring in the middle and the big ape hanger bars and everything else. I don't in the, care who you are. And the when back you sit seat. on that bike, you look like fucking James Bond. No, you don't. You look like Pierce Brosnan on I a do. bad I date. I don't know about yeah. you, but... Yeah. Yeah. You look yeah. like the worst Pierce Brosnan ever. Or what was that? Was that Timothy... No, it was, oh, Pierce it, was Pierce it was Brosnan, but wasn't it? Michelle Yeoh was in that movie. Yeah, and that was well exactly it. it. That makes it all worthwhile. But the back seat folds up to be your backrest. Oh, totally comfortable. Yeah, like a, <laughs> like just like a Buell. It's totally right, yeah. But I've ridden a lot of these bikes. I have friends that own this bike. That's fine. That's cool. It is what it is. BMW should never try to build a Harley-Davidson. And Harley-Davidson should never try to build a BMW. That's why I think the Panamera, or the Panamerica, rather, is Harley-Davidson trying to piss with BMW's dick. Don't do that. No. Like, BMW needs to be let, beat up, like, let BMW do BMW shit. But if somebody could ride one, I mean, we can't say anything until we've ridden it or looked at it. In, right. Like, well, we looked at it in a glass case. In a, right? in a, literally, in <laughs> a plexiglass <laughs> case. You couldn't even breathe on it. No, that you couldn't. Shit. I tapped on it. There was a vacuum in there. There was literally a vacuum inside the case <laughs> so, it no sound. <laughs> so it wouldn't age, so the rubber wouldn't crack. So the Chinese rubber wouldn't crack right, inside the right, case. Right, right, right. They couldn't anyway, point out. In yeah. summation, the BMW. <laughs> the dummy. The BMW. R1200C is a really good bike. You know, you should try to probably buy one. Yeah. <laughs> Said John. Yeah, that's exactly to nobody it. listening. Yeah, exactly. When you've or run out of When you've run out of V-Maxes for the same money. Yeah. I heard something about not yelling at other people on the fucking podcast. I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah. We, we I still don't know. have Sleepy's bikes. Okay. Yeah, so I have, real quick. So shut so, the hell up. So re- go back to sleep. <laughs> My main bike that I would have, but I probably couldn't even ride because I probably couldn't sit on it. But that one just sold recently uh, with three miles on it, pulled out of a crate, a 1987 Suzuki GSXR 1100, white, Whoa. white, dark blue, and light blue. That bike was I bought a, a Honda Hurricane 600 CBR in '87. Wait, the GSXR 1000? 
GSXR 1100, 1187. GSXR 1100. It has to be the blue, dark blue, and white. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's the same as the Gamma. It's the same paint scheme they yeah. used on the Gamma yep, and yep. everything else. Yeah. Yeah, it has to be yeah. that one because yeah. that was the bike. Yeah. That it's I faster. Was, I was jealous of every time I went to the park and I just wanted that yeah. bike. And, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, here we go. It'll be up here in a moment. Bring it up on the comms, please. There bring it, it in the comms. There it is. There it is. The GSXR 1100. Yep. Yeah. That's, it, that's the yeah. thing. But, right. it, but then, you know, that's only. Even that one was like fifteen nine or sixteen thousand yeah. bucks. Yeah. Wow. So then I would just add in into 19 that nineteen what dollars? No, 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 now, no, no. Now. Today, oh, okay. like it was one today. now. Yeah. No, I think it was like five grand or four right, grand. Right, right. Like, yeah, like, well, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. But oh, the, yeah. to buy a mint one right out of the wrapper, yeah, three like, miles on it, pushed around the factory. It's like fifteen, sixteen thousand bucks or something like that right now. It wasn't that bad. But and then I'm I'm kind of simple. I would probably buy the BMW uh, GSA twelve fifty, the new one, the the twenty twenty. It's okay. Because it's a dual bike. It's like my Super Tenry, but smoother and better and just, you know, I'd have to become a dentist, though. So there is that. to become a dentist. <laughs> What's, are there any old or vintage bikes that really trip your, trip your trigger? All of them. I mean, yeah. I, well, I mean, like. I mean, honestly, his year of BMW. Yeah. I really like that. I would love to have a bike like that, like a 70-something BMW R, 70, 65, 80, any of those R's. Don't buy R65. I always wanted an R75-5 toaster tank. That's a, yeah. you know, that's the one that has the chrome panels on the tanks and everything. I think those... But dance looks really nice, especially with that big tank on there. It, it and it's got such balls. It's like 200,000 fucking miles on it. But, like, to me, that bike is pretty much motorcycling. Like, that is, like, what a motorcycle should look like. BMW nailed it back then. Like, they defined what a good motorcycle looked like. So, yeah, I'd love to have one of those, too. But, like, my problem is, is every day when I look at, like, Marketplace or something, I want a new bike. I'm like, I want that. I want that. I want those. The next one's the best one. It is. It's the way it usually works. Oh, there it is. Yeah. Yeah. So, that's one of those things. It's just... Certain motorcycles, you were saying that you were riding your Triumph for ages, and then you busted this out. Yeah, and I, I don't even want to ride the Triumph anymore. I just, no. this thing is so much fun to ride. Isn't that crazy? I mean, that's a, and that's, that's a 45-year-old motorcycle. Do you, do you think it yeah. has personality at this point after that many miles? Like, does it do something that you think is, like, unique to that bike? Runs. And <laughs> won't stop so, running. Do you think after 200,000 miles... Does it have a unique feel or something to it? Like, is there something unique about it that you notice? I've never ridden another one, so I don't have anything to compare it to. Well, yeah. compare to your other bike. Like, what what makes that bike so different than your other bike? I mean, it, it's a it's a two cylinder. It's about the same right. displacement as the Triumph. It seems to have way more torque. Yeah. Um, Do you think um, it's the boxer I'm almost style motor? Pulling the front wheel off the ground in second gear <laughs> sometimes without even really hitting it all the way. At 200,000 miles on it. I don't think the Triumph would ever pull the front wheel right. off the ground no matter what you did. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's true. Yeah. That's yep. like a CB350. For all it was, it was a fairly powerful motorcycle and everything. But for whatever reason, it just never, it wasn't like a wheelie bike. Right. It should have been able to be a wheelie, but. You know, I know feel, you'd have to really work on it to try oh, yeah. to make it wheelie. Oh, yeah. I, I was, I've done that a lot of times. People will be like, I bet you can't wheelie that. And I'm like, eh, I can pretty, pretty much wheelie that. And then I would grab a CB350, and it would take me 15, 16 tries to wheelie a CB350. And it's pretty much like you've got to get the bike in first gear 
and you've got to get the bike going about three miles an hour, pull the clutch in, tap the front brake a tiny bit, get the front end to dive, and then catch it in the right moment and just, like, bury the tack. And you can get a little tiny baby pathetic wheelie out of it. I think it's just no flywheel in that moment. No, and that's exactly right. There's no flywheel. There's no mass to it. It just really doesn't fucking wheelie. And that's that's the God's so fucking truth. So going back to your BMW, yeah. you've got some flywheel there. Right. You've got mass spinning. You so 10 pounds of flywheel. Yeah. Yeah, all of the flywheel in the fucking Honda world. 500, you know, that had the counter-rotating flywheel, and there was yep. no... No. Torque Shaft effect on that bike at all. With this bike, you hit it and it's like... Oh, it just goes over. Mm. Yeah. You hit the gas, it's going to fall off the side stand. Yeah. <laughs> so true. Yeah. Oh, no, those bikes are great. I had the R50 for a while. You guys remember that bike? I'd pull that thing out from time to time. And that was like... That was my DGR bike for a long time. I'd just ride that bike because it was... It was a complete gentleman's motorcycle. And it was a 71. Uh, the one that I had was a 71. And it wouldn't ever light my, you know, it's a four-speed transmission. There was nothing about it that was like, oh, it's great. It was a kickstart bike. It had the old-style switches, but I could run that thing up to 100 miles an hour, and it was just a sewing machine all the way up. And it never lit my world up, but it was always distinguished. Like, that bike never lost its fucking behavior, ever. And, you know... A gentleman. it was a gentleman. It was a very, very much a gentleman's bike, and I've had R seventy fives the same way. Yeah, this R ninety has this weird when it's idling, yeah. like it has the thrum, it vibrates. It I'm does. like, is yeah. the timing off? Nope. You know what's no, going it's on? Perfectly I mean, fine. The way it runs, though, at speed, you would never it, think the timing yeah. might be does, off. It pulls hard. Does that have electronic ignition? Because I noticed the box on the. It does. Yeah. It it actually has dual plugs on yeah. the cylinders and the heads. Now, have been Steve, ported. Steve had this bike, right? That was yours, wasn't it? I had a 59 R50. R50, that's right. So it was an R50, but it was a 59, 59 right? 59, yeah. yeah. 16 and 59. I had a 59 R50 and a 69 R60 slash 2. Slash 2, right? Sorry, no, yeah. a US. US, right, yeah. So, yeah, so this was the, that was, well, without the Beetle bags. Uh, but you could see why the that's R5. That's stylish as fuck, man. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah. the R5 is like uh, 10 times better looking yeah. than that bike. Can you yeah. pull up a, it's a uh, I like 65 that bike. R60? Oh, yeah. I think it's R60. It's an R60, R60 or 65. Yeah. It looks just yeah. like that. Um, <laughs> my yeah, buddy Dan has one of those <laughs> that he just finally got running really good. I'm going to ride with him tomorrow. Not not sure if he's going to ride that bike yeah. or not. but They're they're very similar. So the uh, so there you go. Yep. The uh, So... The in BMW days back in in this era, there was the uh, the R60s and the R69s and everything else, and then there was the R69 US's, and the US's had telescopic forks as opposed to the Earl's forks, so the rest of the bike was basically the same bike, but then when you got the US designation, the US designation gave up on the Earl's and had the more desirable at the time telescopic forks. Which is funny because by today's standards, we all think the Earl's forks are the cat's ass just because they're weird and hipster and, you know, whatever. Um, it's more leather apron, I guess. The, uh, <laughs> but the, <laughs> but the, uh, the U.S. was very much telescopic. And when I was in Germany in the 80s, the bike that I owned was an R69 U.S., which apparently today all the fucking, you know, the guys that are the cognoscenti of the BMWs 
uh, are all like, oh, yeah, the BMW R69 US is like the coolest BMW ever built, ever. Seriously. And honestly, I'm going to tell you, I fell off this motorcycle drunk <laughs> about a thousand times. And um, not kidding. Wait, this was is... that a picture of you? Go down. Over there. <laughs> down there. Down there. Down there? No, that is not oh, me. Okay. No, that's not me. <laughs> but uh, as a, as a young person, you know, as a, so as a young person in Germany, with very little money to spend, I was a private. I, mean, I was 18 years old in the army. Um, in 1987, this was just an 18 year old piece of shit. Right. So an 18 year old motorcycle by today's standards means it's a 2002. Right. So if you could imagine a 2002 like katana, right? That's what this was in Germany, and I spent the equivalent of like. $1,200 for it. Mm. And I, you know, sometimes I could pay for things and sometimes I couldn't. But that was the motorcycle I drove around for quite a while. And I drove that thing all over the goddamn place. And I had a buddy of mine out of Vespa who was in the German military. We would trade occasionally weekend to weekend. And I would ride the Vespa, he'd ride the BMW, or I'd ride the BMW, he'd ride the Vespa, depending on where we were going. Here's what I can tell you that thing can go down the cobblestone on its side <laughs> for like a quarter of a mile. And never stop. It's amazing how far a BMW can slide on wet cobblestone <laughs> when you've been drinking. And when you've been drinking, a BMW will slide for like a mile and a half. I've had to chase it many times. <laughs> and I've had to chase my motorcycle before the Pulitzer I could see it. When and been like, motorcycle's been drinking? The no. fucking motorcycle <laughs> got through the intersection way before I did. I stopped for the red light. The bike did not. The bike just kept fucking trucking. Right through the road, right through the intersection, and I had to go chase it. Well, you see where the where the turn signals are. I don't know if you guys can appreciate. Oh yeah. Where the turn signals? You are. didn't have any. So the turn signals are at the end of your handlebars. So they're what they call the ox eyes or the ox augen, and the ox augen turn signals are literally at the end of your fists. I love and, those. And that's your front turn signal and your back turn signal at the same time, and it turns out those are eighteen marks apiece. Yeah. In 1987, dollars, I broke. I think a hundred of those. <laughs> I dropped my bike so many times. I had the bike for a year and a half, two years before somebody was like, you don't really have any tread. But an 18-year-old doesn't need tread. Nah. An 18-year-old needs a motorcycle. <laughs> tread is optional. If there's air in the tires, you're good. Round black and holds air. That's all you need. Yep. And, uh, yeah, I dropped my bike a lot. I used to go to the BMW, the motorcycle salvage yard, and buy those turn signals by the handful, because I was really oh, good. Ends? What's that? The bar ends? The bar ends, the ox ends. So the ox eyes, they're, they're ox eyes. So those turn signals, I would buy a lot of them. They're, uh, I spent a fairly decent amount of money of a PV2 and PV3 and Specialist Spec 4, uh, keeping that bike on the road right there. And uh, I didn't know it then, but it was really cool. But in 1987, I thought about bringing it back but it was not yet old enough to bring back without converting it over to DOT standards, and that is impossible. So you cannot convert a bike over to DOT standards that's not old enough to get in on its historical <laughs> qualifications, in case you were wondering. So that's that. Yeah. Anybody else got anything? Nope. No. Fuck it, man. It sounds like a podcast. That's oh, you said uh, the listener's letters or something? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I do, I, I do have one kicking around here, I'm sure. Give me a minute. I'll pull it up. The uh, uh, oh, John, go ahead and play us. Uh, play us in. Yeah. Play, play us out. out. John. Play us in. <laughs> play us in, John. Play us in. 
He hasn't learned that yet. That's a great one to try to figure out. Or you can't. But you have listener's letters. You can't play Ride Fast, Take Chances. No, I can't. Not yet. But I was going to maybe try to play something apropos for this weekend. Oh, yeah. because, okay. you know, this is birth of America or whatever. I lost a finger today. No? no. Oh, beautiful for spacious skies and amber waves of gray for purple mountains majesty above the fruited plain. There's no harmony nice. going on. <laughs> I was trying. America, America, God shed his grace on thee, and crown thy good with brotherhood from sea to shining sea. That was a terrible key for me, I gotta Should say. Should I keep going? You want oh, to hear no, I don't know the second verse. Does anybody okay. know the second verse? Oh, it, this is a, it's actually a very long song. Are you ready? Hold on. There's 19 Hold verses. On. I got two. From Dave. Dave, our Patreon listener. That's right, for Patreon folks. Patreon folks can get stuff. We have been mailing out to Patreon listeners pint glasses. Pint glasses that, in fact, say... They say... Pride of Cleveland Scooters or Cleveland Moto, you'll get pine classes. These are pine classes. Now, these are American pine classes. They don't hold an entire pint. They'll hold your can of beer, no problem, but they are not a proper imperial pint. For people who don't imbibe, we have coffee mugs, too. You can tell us whether you want a coffee mug or a pint glass, but we're going to mail you a shirt. The shirt's going to say something like Cleveland Moto on it, uh, and, and that'll show up if you're a sponsored listener. So once you listen and once you become a sponsor and you're a, a, sponsor. a sponsor, and once you've been on the Patreons for a while, um, then we're going to be like, yeah, this guy's legit. He's really helping us out. We're going to send him some shit. And Renee, Renee, you, you met Renee? I have. You ever met Renee? Renee's awesome, and Renee will box you up in her own special way. A uh, box of delightful goodies, including some stickers and some pint glasses or maybe now, a coffee mug and a T-shirt. At 100 bucks a month, do they still get you used underwear? Well, at $100 a month, hey, it turns hey, hey, out hey. you're not. <clears throat> you're going to get whatever I dragged out of the litter box. Yeah. <laughs> the, uh, but, yeah, for 10 bucks a month, there you're going to become one of those their party members, and you're going to be able to, to text us the shit. And it turns out when you text us shit, we read your shit on, the, on if, you're, if it's good enough. We'll read it on the Internet. And we'll read it on the radios. So we can read it on the radios for you, and we'll read it on the radios for you right here, right now. So uh, if you guys look up the screen, we'll go ahead and pull this up. And there it is. Look at that. Through the magic of technology and cast, castification. Dave. Dave, Dave, Dave. Dave is in San Diego, or as we like to say, Sandy Ego. So Dave's in San Diego. And Dave says, brevity may be the soul of wit, but you guys prove that verbosity is the cirrhotic liver. <laughs> I love that. It's like <laughs> laughing. Uh, here are my questions. I have two sporty bikes I take to local twisties. The 15-year-old Ducati Monster with a stock 180 tire has a quarter-inch chicken strips. Now, when he says chicken strips, he means the very, very edge of the tire that he doesn't feel brave enough to pursue. 
It's the very, very corners of the tire out where they put the, the diff various nomenclature and stuff that you shouldn't ever read. It's like the bottom of a condom where it says how many longs it is. Like It might say something like you know 240 millimeters, but you don't know that because it's at the very, very bottom, and only the certain talented people get to know that. I have a, I have a buddy that does track days for the last yeah. 20 years. He is a yeah. track day aficionado. He lives in Florida. He's, like, he's the king of track days. And I asked him about chicken strips a long time yeah. ago, and he said chicken strips are a bunch of bullshit because... If you're getting around the track right. fast, it doesn't yeah. matter how far no. you're over. You only needed that much of the tire. So first of all, chicken strips are a bunch of right. bullshit. And there's also what I like to call hanging off. So when we were racing different bikes, you know, yeah. different bikes have different lean angles. And certain bikes, you can't lean very much. Right. And on Vespas, you can't lean them very much to the right-hand side because there's a transmission there. So right. the transmission impedes your ability to lean to the right. Because if you lean all the way to the right, you're on the transmission, and transmissions don't have much traction. I, I left the transmission on my one Vespa at Porco as I tried to leave on the, <laughs> the curb one the time. Curb. You did. You, you did a little bunny hop off I the did. curb, and that was and all I, transmission. Well, and I, 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 it broke down about a half mile later, and I pushed it seven miles home. All so the yeah. oil had fallen out of the transmission. <laughs> it did. So we used to put, like, you know, skid plates and stuff right. on the transmission to make sparks and let us know we were leaning over too far. But it turns out when a bike runs out of tire... Right. or runs out a lean angle, the human being can still hang his ass out further. Right. So that's true. So Theory that's being, it. keep yeah. the bike as upright as possible. And let the you human... You hang off the right. side. Well, you become the human sidecar, yeah. right? So he's got a quarter-inch chicken strips. The newish SV650, I like that term, newish. Yeah, right. Is it a Gladius? Because if it's not a Gladius, it's still an old 650. Right. With a stock 160 tire, has eighth of an inch chicken strips. Neither bike scrapes due to modifications, and I ride bikes. I ride both bikes equally hard. Do some sport bikes just produce bigger chicken strips than others, and why? Well, first things first, both of those bikes, the Monster and the SV650, are both bikes that are fucking great motorcycles right. on the track. They're great motorcycles on the street. They're, great. they're, they're, they're just great <laughs> motorcycles. Yep. Now, both of them have a... 90-degree V-twin engine, right. give or take. In fact, I've heard some people call the SV650 a Ducati. <laughs> <laughs> Defunded. <laughs> Demonetized. Okay. Can I but, argue that you're leaving your... You're not creating chicken strips, that you're leaving chicken strips? That's strip? also true. That's right. You're donating rubber to the track. But the chicken right. strips are still are left over. So yeah, the idea cool. being that a guy's talking about like a quarter-inch chicken strip versus an eighth of an inch chicken strip, and that's like arguing about a ten-inch dick versus a twelve-inch dick. But but the tires. Other are people different. don't want to hear about your ten-inch dick, right? I, I don't. You know what? I'm not a sport bike rider. Yeah. I really can't even speak to all this really. But yeah. is it maybe just a situation? I mean, what is the real problem? Well, are there's you, variables. Are though. you saying? Wait a second. I don't even understand what the question is. So I'm just trying to understand the question. Are you saying you're disappointed that you can't use up that lettuce little chicken strip? No, I think what he's saying is... is you're, you're dis the difference between the two. I think what he's saying is on his 180 tire, he gets a quarter inch, and his 160 tire, he gets an eighth well, of an inch. Well, it makes sense because the 160 is smaller. Exactly. And I'll bet you if he puts a 180 tire on the back of his SC650, which he could do, it'd crown a little bit because of the width of the rim... But I'll bet you if he throws a 180 on the back of his SC650, he's going to have a one-eighth of an inch chicken strip. So that's going to be the same yeah. thing. But here's the thing. If when he does a 180, he's going to be in trouble. He's going to be going the wrong way. <laughs> well, I'll tell you this. 
Here is my fact that I learned when I've been, you know, on the track a million times. He corners on that Ducati. He corners on that Ducati a little less brave than he does on the SV. Because, look, I'm an SV guy. I have no problem throwing that SV on the ground. Right. I will throw that SV on the ground, and I'll ride it into the goddamn dragon strip. I mean, I'll ride that thing into a hay bale on the side like a sled from Sears Roebuck. I would not give a fuck. It's an SV. It is meant to be, like, SVs are meant to be fucked. But don't you think But that, a Ducati, you don't fuck, right? But don't you think that, like, brake angle yeah. and riding position yeah. and you're, you're hanging off to all that's going to play factors. I just think this much. is all just a giant humble brag from Dave. Yeah. Yeah. He's just like, I'm fast and I I'm fucking fast. do twisties. I do twisties yeah. on the track and shit, you know, whatever. Next. Uh, next. Okay. <laughs> I plan on buying a new helmet and I'm looking at maybe picking up an MIPS noggin protector. However, if I go to the Sharp Helmet Protection Rating website... All the MIPS helmets seem to receive just three out of five stars. Many of the traditional helmets receive four or five stars. Which type of Cabeza condom is likely to be safer? Should I wait another year or two for MIPS technology to mature? Actually, what I'm going to tell you is this is what we ran into with uh, Snell helmets yeah. in 90 and 95. Right. So That's all you wanted to get. Yes. Yep. Sometimes... Sometimes the best technology needs a little while for the governing authorities to uh, embrace it and, and realize it's a good idea. You got to let it set up. Yes, you do. You got to let it congeal for a little while. MIPS, MIPS is that idea of that the entire bucket inside that interfaces with your head is allowed to rotate a little bit, as opposed to a non-MIPS helmet where the foam polystyrene, mm. the closed cell polystyrene, which is basically a beer cooler, mm. inside the helmet. Between your polystyrene liner and your polycarbonate shell, which is plastic, and your brain, which is mostly brain, <laughs> when it hits the ground, you want to allow a certain amount of rotation so that all the violent shit that's happening on the outside of the helmet gets sort of reduced prior to it getting to your thoughts and memories and dreams as a teenager. <laughs> so if we can reduce the amount of rotational force against everything you learned when you were 12, you're probably going to have a better day. Every time I turn the microwave on, I piss myself. Exactly. <laughs> Just buy a helmet one size too big. What's going on? <laughs> you know, all you have to it's do is Vaseline. get a, If any of yeah. you guys are DJs, just get a DJ pad. Yeah. You get a DJ pad and put it inside your helmet. A little Vaseline. You're good to go. Yeah. A little Vaseline. Yeah. You'll be fine. Yeah. So the fact that I can't remember most of high school is because my helmet wouldn't rotate No, it's because you had enough. brain I mean, surgery, Dan. <laughs> <laughs> You've got a broken brain. <laughs> You've got a broken head, man. So, so what he's saying here is absolutely right. So the Sharp Helmet Protection Rating website, which, again, remember that the Sharp Helmet Protection website, they're serving a master, too. I do honestly believe that MIPS and all the companies that are using MIPS right now, MIPS, is actually a good idea. I'm really impressed by the fact that we've abandoned a bunch of beer cooler material that was just glued into a plastic bucket to protect our fucking thoughts and dreams. And I've seen enough helmets that have been pre-trauma, post-trauma, to know that anything that we can do to make that better is really, really a good idea. And when we look at the, um, the football helmet technology that existed in the late 80s, where it was a bunch of very small uh, collision-absorbing 
bumpers. Mm -hmm. John? I graduated high school in 1989, and yeah. that's exactly what kind of helmet I had. Right. It was all these little squares all They're little squares, right. And guess what? After the game, my tongue would be numb, and I couldn't say my name. So fuck you. <laughs> it didn't work. So the proof was like, in 1987, we thought that was the best thing we could do. In and after John went the out there. They could do. And I turned on the microwave, and I pissed myself. <laughs> What is it that still from? Happens. Is that from? Uh, it's Eddie, right? Cousin Eddie. Yeah. <laughs> John's alphabet has one middle letter. It's called <laughs> Elemental P. I'm like, <laughs> I'm at the, I'm at the high school dance. Yeah. Everybody else is making out with girls, and they're yeah. fucking on top of them, and we're listening to fucking pop that coochie and whatever. And I'm like, football. I'm like, so the riddle helmet that you had yeah. in 19. Year of Our Lord, 1989, yeah. with all the little square cells yeah. and, and stuff that Filled had the foam, foam inside of them. Yeah. Turns out that wasn't actually the best, because that you was... can say firsthand that after a day of shenanigans... Oh. Were you a lineman? Your skull wasn't, I was a lineman. Your skull I was wasn't thick enough. So every play, I was like, bam! So that technology bam. didn't work. You were using your bam. head as a fucking weapon yeah. against another guy <laughs> your size who was using his head as a weapon. Turns out, no bueno. No. Oh. So... Turns out in 2020, if we got a new technology that says that was wrong, and we're going to allow the brain to move a little bit, and we're going to allow there to be a little bit of orbit there, that's a good idea. And, and until turns, the next thing comes along. And exactly. Well, the next thing is going to be, I don't know if you guys remember, but running man slash, you know, all that. You get in a car crash, and the whole car fills up with the foam. Oh, yeah. <laughs> right? And, no, yeah. Was, uh, and they just push you out. That wasn't running man. That was... Uh... Sylvester Stallone yeah, and Wesley the Snipes. Cop, the cop movie. Could yeah. it fill up with marshmallows so I can eat my way out? <laughs> Demolition Man. Demolition Man. Yes. Exactly. Yes. With the so, three shells. Right. Yeah. Hey, hey. He doesn't know about the three shells. So I really do. Look, John's got a bidet. I've got a bidet. I'll tell you, as a bidet owner... I'm glad that the water has warmed up. Mine's not heated, so now that it's not ice You cold, don't have a heated bidet? No, I'm oh just running God. cold water. You are uncivilized. Oh my God. You're like, yeah. you, you don't even have heated grips, that do probably, you? It probably yeah, makes yeah. a lot of noise when the cold water hits and his butt slams shut. <laughs> not going to be happy next winter. Yeah. My <laughs> bidet is heated, and like, well, right now it's summertime, so we have the heat turned down on I'm the sure. heated bidet. Yeah, yeah. But we've got like seven I'm different pressure settings. I'm glad the water temperature yeah. coming out of the faucet has now yeah. gone up a little bit. Yeah. And it's much more comfortable. Much more comfortable. Than <laughs> <laughs> I don't get numb. For the third point of contact. So that's it. So that's all we got, guys. Um, so anyway, he goes, P.S. Phil, my weekend rides on the roads you took the new Zero on are on San Diego. Uh, he goes, so my weekend rides are on the roads. So that Zero video that you see, if you ever look up our videos and shit, um, so that's where that's where Dave Dave rides around on those. Dave, same. you're super fast on. Well, the no, cool but those roads, roads are pretty man. good. Those roads are great. Isn't there some puncher uh, complaining about us yelling? I want to get to that, and I want to get to that. Well, I do now. like I like the fact that he says his roads in town are as straight as Liberace. <laughs> okay. Fuck you all! I was working towards that. Yeah, that was my point. My nice. destination was the straight as Liberace. That's all I cared about. And that that note. And that's and that's note. Um, uh, wait, hold on. We're gonna get it. Uh, oh wait. So oh, the long and short of it is apparently we have moments of exuberance. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have moments of exuberance. It happens. So, uh, so yeah. So that's that's it. And uh, people that do listen to this podcast, <laughs> so there. 
Fuck your head. 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 Go fuck your head. The yeah. So there you go. I really don't. I mean, honestly, I don't think we could fuck a hat any harder than that. No. I'm surprised we're not fucking a hat right now. And on that, ride fast and take chances. Two hours and 40 minutes. Jesus Christ. Press the red button.